final full day of Fork Fest. So if you're not here by now, sorry, it's too late uh, yeah, to come up. Yeah. Especially about I mean, we're going to be beginning our rock concert about the time people can tune in and listen to this. Yeah. If you're listening to this uh, on the radio, sorry, you missed Fork Fest in 2020. But there will likely be a Fork Fest 2021. I don't think we've looked at the calendar yet to figure out what the dates are going to be. But what are you thinking, Aria, given that... Given that it's not actually Saturday when we're recording this, given that it is right now Thursday afternoon, so the two yeah. final days, the two what are supposedly going to be the largest days, likely will, because we've seen people coming in. There's a bunch of cars coming into the park here as as we speak. Uh, do you think we should do this again after the Porcupine Freedom Festival dates next year? Absolutely, and hopefully the Porcupine Freedom Festival will stay sort of, you know... Open? Yeah, so that we can, you know, do it the entire period again, but even if not... So you liked the two weeks? Yeah, I mean, Pork Fest, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, it has its own build-up, mm-hmm. right? We don't have to contribute to that. We right. can use them as a build-up to our event. That's what we That's what we decided to do as as collectively as a group of individuals could decide to do a thing. That's what, that's what we those of us who attended Forkfest 2019, kind I remember, of man, to, it was just kind of walking around the campsite, talk, campground, talking, talking to, people. to people and getting their feedback. And yeah, and I got to say, uh, you know, Steven Zeiler, he's a big influence, I think, over this event. Arguably, you know, he's sort of the grandfather. He and Derek J, almost in a way of, of this event. So well, they're not they're, here. They're not, and that's the sad part was they bailed on <laughs> on week number two of Forkfest. And 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 for what Derek J said. And by the way, Taryn Lupo, welcome back. Hey, it's good to be back. Sometime co-host uh, Taryn Lupo, <laughs> mysterious. Would, would love yes. to have you back one of these days. I'd love to be back. I miss this show. Uh, but uh, so yeah. Uh, Anyway, we're talking about Derek J. and Stephen, who were pillars of the the Forkfest community. They they attended Forkfest. They just attended week number one of Forkfest when there were more well, people Well, whether here. they int- attended Forkfest or not is up for debate. Well, Derek J. is of the belief system that he attended Forkfest because he did not get a Porcupine Freedom Festival bracelet. He did not go down to the Porcupine Freedom Festival zone, which is— Well, he is- was certainly at Rogers Campground. That was, much is certain. So are you going to say last week wasn't Forkfest? Is that your belief? It was Forkfest if you're still here this week, is how Ooh, I would say it. Zing. Oh, <laughs> such a technicality. You're riding zing. that technicality. All right. I, mean, I think there's a strong <laughs> argument for that. Can no. you make that argument? Because that's interesting. Well, this by itself is absolutely 100% without a doubt Forkfest. It's unadulterated in that way. Whether or not the previous week was Forkfest is up for debate. Mm. So, I mean, this is when you get branded 100% certainly as being at Forkfest. That's a good point. There's no confusion right now. Yeah. Last week there was confusion. People were like... Well, wait, this isn't the this isn't Porkfest, and I would explain to them that well, Porkfest is down there. I'd like point down the hill. That's where Porkfest is, uh, and that's that is technically where the Porcupine Freedom Festival was located. They sure. had a very specific zone this year that they held their festival in, and the rest of it was just Rogers Campground, and some would say Forkfest, but sure. it, it did con, uh, I, it did confuse people. And I would say it was Forkfest for those people who we are stayed. still here today. Right, Oof. and I wasn't really paying a huge amount of attention until, because I was thinking, okay, I was going to Porkfest, and then like a week or two before, I was like, oh, Forkfest is at the same time. I didn't know Porkfest would actually allow that. Right. So there was a lot of guys like me that were like, oh, what, both's going on? And you that know, was a surprise so. to all of of us because the Porcupine Freedom Festival made the decision to change their sit their setup like five weeks before right. their event happened. Which kudos to them. This is I probably agree. the best 
pork slash fork fest I've been to. Like I, In I really, memory, yeah, yeah. The last five ten years, this is wonderful. It's it been really a great, was a good one. Festival. They made the right choice. There's no doubt about it. And I think I I'd like to hope that Carla, who was the organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year, finally came to the conclusion that. Forkfest was not a detriment to their event, but a boost yeah. to to their event because she sort of had that attitude when she, when we started doing the interview. She did it on the air, so I'm not, I'm not talking about something that was like behind the scenes or whatever. Sure. Where she made it sound like she thought that the fact that Forkfest was here during the Porcupine Freedom Festival was in some way com- competition. Well, and libertarians, man, they're they're like starving puppies, right? If if you give them a scrap <laughs> of food, they will fight to the death over it. Well, Instead of having a healthy dog whose food bowl is always full right, and who like is Jazzy. not starving, they're not Aww. going to generally fight with one another over their food. It's it's the little I, puppies who are starving and who mm-hmm. don't have any food that are going to fight to the death over it. I'd like to so add. So this is oh, the sorry. food that Fork Fest and the Porcupine Freedom Festival were going to fight over, so to speak. The, well, this little fighting. gathering of people that oh, you know, you're not a, fighting. I'm no, not fighting. No, I'm not fighting. No, it's great. Actually, what I think is, you know, I vend every year at Pork Fest, mm-hmm. and. Uh, by having both events go on, it's so much better for the vendors. Yeah, there's more like, people. There's here. more people because I can't tell you. I have met a lot of people who are not here for Porkfest. They're yeah. just here for Porkfest. They came in, and uh, straight up, I mean, that was wonderful. So um, I think as a vendor, it's so much better because you get traffic from both ways, and that makes everything healthier. Indeed. As oh, nice job. Oh. Now, normally when you hit the uh, the the little bastard with a racket, it doesn't kill him. So you're gonna have to sm- smush him with something. Oh, hey, hey. Uh, so we're just gonna do that oh. here. Adios. That's, so we have some sort of a stings. So some I'm sort okay of a hornet here in the life. studio. Aria nailed. We did a, We did teamwork goes, on that one. We did. Uh, Aria nailed it. <laughs> I with just a saw it in total assault of the nap right in front of me. The non-aggression principle <laughs> doesn't apply. To, to, to sentient beings, it doesn't uh, apply to other sentient beings. It doesn't, are you going to say that? I, I would the, say that it does apply to other forms of life, does it? Mean, especially human, uh, non, yeah, especially other animal life. But I mean, it, I I consider is myself that an to, animal. I consider yeah, an insect or is it an yeah, insect? It, it, it has well, its insects own are life animals. I mean, they're part of the it animal kingdom. It wants to kingdom. do stuff. It doesn't want to die. Yes, but know? it it. It was aggressing against us, and it would well, have been Well, it hadn't us. stung you it yet. Hadn't done you that was a preemptive strike, ma'am. That was against the net. Okay, well, you don't, <laughs> I'm you calling don't have, you out. You don't have to wait until someone is raping you to shoot them, okay? <laughs> okay. You don't have to wait until someone is shooting at you What if you they're just hanging out? Like, so this, in this case, he out. was pushing his hornet right in your, or his wasp uh, stinger right in your face. Uh, this is controversial. He literally was waving his stinger in your face. Is that uh, is that a violation of the non-aggression principle? This is getting pretty you know, ridiculous. Well, it is, but here's the deal. I, so you guys know, I don't know if you know or not, I, I've been vegan for like five years. And this okay. has always been something that was in the liberty community because everybody eats a lot of meat. And I'm not trying to be mm-hmm. one of these preachy vegan nope. pain in the ass people. It won't work. So. I won't do it. No. <laughs> but I will say it is an argument. Do other sentient beings deserve the nap? Because we well, have the, the nap. The non-aggression principle. The non-aggression like principle we're talking is, about here. The pr- this is the baseline this, this principle of liberty. is not sentient. It is sentient. Ooh, it, it is literally right. not sentient. It, this it, is the it, kind of argument <laughs> I expect at a freedom festival and there you this go finally, and so it only took two weeks uh, two to weeks get to, to get to this all right well i, I, I agree what about, i okay. agree that this organism has the same rights that I, I have and that i violated its rights i agree did. but it's not sentient animals, it is sentient animals it can have a decision it can make decisions it has it, it's uh, okay. no, no emotions. it's acting it in accordance with off. this biological it it's acting in accordance with the biological programming it doesn't have the brain so capacity you, to i can make that same argument about you it's pure instinct well, now you're going to... Except you can, I can claim to have free will. The insect here cannot. You, you're saying that f- insect can't decide to join another hive and fly off. It has no free will. 
It does. It's just a very it, simple. It depends on what his biological programming tells okay. him. You well, should I'm read Gene Machines by argument. Richard Dawkins if you would like to learn more about biological programming. Okay, I'm coming in with a different here argument go. here, and that is I'm going to say animals don't have rights at all. And that, that's not to say they should be mistreated. I think that animals should be respected as other living beings and not harmed actively and not, you know, abused. But to suggest that an animal has rights suggests that the animal could reciprocate those rights. And that's the reason why they don't have them, because they don't have the, the – at least not that we know yet. It may be possible like a dolphin or something in the future we could communicate the idea of rights to some sort of higher level being like that. But for right now, we don't have any evidence that they could reciprocate your rights. So like Siegfried and Roy's tiger uh, bit Siegfried's or whichever one, Roy's but head I could make that uh, same after however many years because the tiger doesn't understand rights. It doesn't I can make the same rights. argument about infants and people with Alzheimer's. Should I also eat a baby because they don't understand rights? Well, or, uh, I mean, it's also true of fully grown human adults. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't... Uh, yeah. You can't... You, it's a sentient being even it doesn't respect your rights necessarily. I understand if you're being aggressive. You're about to rights eat... Are an agreement. You're getting beaten by so a bear, sure. That, shoot the bear. But yeah. if you're, you know, just wandering around through the woods and some dude shoots you because they're a hunter, that's that's a, you know, that's not okay. You're violating that. No, it's that. not okay. And the reason why you're violating that is because that other person has rights because we as human beings agree to rights. R rights aren't inherent. Babies uh, don't agree to it. Do they that's get right. rights? And so technically they don't have any rights um, from that perspective. However, that that doesn't mean they should be abused or harmed or, oh, you know, killed enough. or anything like I, that because there's, there's a being a decent human being and then there's the non-aggression principle. So libertarianism isn't about being a decent human being. It's about the lowest possible level of decency because there's all kinds of levels of respect and understanding and forgiveness and treating people like they deserve to be treated that goes way above the non-aggression principle. The non-aggression principle is just a, a preschool level Fair enough. you know That's a good interaction. Point. More coming up here. We can, we can continue. It's free talk. It's Free Talk Live here at ForkFest 2020, brought to you by Liberty.menu. Great place to go if you're a freedom lover. If you understand the non-aggression principle that we were just talking about, then you qualify to use Liberty.menu. Uh, and you can list your business that you have there. If you've got an event that you're going to put together, well, thank you if you have an event you're putting together because the world needs more of those right now. Uh, you can list those things over at Liberty.menu. You can do it for free. You can also pay for some uh, listing upgrades if you like. Over at Liberty.menu, you can use code FTL on your user profile, and you'll get a free Talk Live listener badge for doing that. At Liberty.menu, it's Ian Aria and guest Taryn Lupo here in the studio. We were just talking about the non-aggression principle, one of the kind of the bedrock, the bedrock principle of libertarianism. And I was explaining briefly there toward the end of that segment that it's not enough, that the non-aggression principle isn't enough for good human interactions. And I will sure. cite an example of, of this. So uh, Christopher Cantwell, even though he would not describe himself, this is the uh, so-called crying Nazi, he's not a nice guy, uh, but he used to be a libertarian. If he had gone and become a racist, which he did, uh, which is the sad part about Christ one of the one of the myriad of sad parts about Christopher Cantwell's story is that he became a racist after being a libertarian. But the thing is, he didn't have to stop being a libertarian in order to be a racist, because sure. while being a racist is despicable and and having that opinion is ridiculous and you know ignores the individual and all that, uh, libertarianism just says that you will not aggress against your neighbors. So you can have whatever kind of a-hole opinion that you want to, 
and still be a libertarian. So that's why sure. I say it's not enough to just adhere to the non-aggression principle. You also return, have to be a decent human being. I want to return to the other aspect of the conversation, though, because humans' understanding of you know non-humans and our place in the universe is constantly changing, constantly growing, and sure. constantly evolving. I mean, just a few hundred years ago, people were arguing that animals couldn't feel pain. They were automaton, right? And wow. now we know that's obviously ridiculous. Yeah. And now we know that you know we're, we're all family, for all intents and purposes, that we're related to them, they're related to us. So, so we have On this a DNA level, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have this characteristic of you know intelligence that they lack. That's that, that's okay. Uh, Jazzy there has uh, sharp canine teeth that I lack. That's true, and a sense of smell that we lack. Yeah. So I mean, to think that the intelligence separates us or makes us somehow better or above them, and say, hey, we can create these rules that only apply to us. And they don't apply to you because you're not one of us. That's discriminatory. It's speciesist. Well, see, I don't believe I'm not. Um, I don't disagree with you there. I, and I, I do don't eat meat. Of, I just recognize that it's immoral for me to do so. I don't consider animals to be less than me. I've always right. treated Jazzy as though she understood me and that she can learn quickly and that she can learn, you know, whatever I want to teach her, basically. And and she's always well. I've you know, seen you in Jazzy. I know that's not yeah. your position. Right. She's always exceeded my expectations. But that doesn't mean that I believe that. That Jazzy has human rights or that Jazzy has rights. Well, she has the same rights as humans, in my opinion, and that's whatever You can rights. have that opinion, but yeah, that's, sure. all in a, that's all rights are. Yeah. Rights are just opinions about what we believe and that how we think people should be treated. We can also have opinions about how animals uh, should be treated, and some people say that that should be exactly the same. And I'm going to say if the animal's going to kill you, and Jazzy won't, but if the animal's going to kill you, it don't believe in rights. It does not have that concept. It's not allowing you to have your rights. So therefore, you know, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. I mean, even like I said, I'm a vegan, and I agree with you that if uh, you know, bear's going to attack you, you shoot the damn bear. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm okay with that kind of situation. But what I see is massive aggression against animals that uh, doesn't. It's not even necessary. You don't need meat. It's not mm. necessary. But it tastes so good. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I want. <laughs> I get it. But I you know, watch a slaughterhouse video every time you eat a burger. I, well, you know, I, I mean, you know, do I that. I recognize it, it sucks be, for the cow. It's aggression it sucks. against the cow. It's I recognize unnecessary. that, but I'm not going to stop eating meat over if, it. Well, if I could, all right, if I could say, you know, some of the meatless stuff's coming out is damn close now. Now, 10 years ago, it sucked. But now, it is damn close to real meat. You can eat a, a meatless burger, by uh, like a Beyond Burger, and it's it's really close. If I, I could also say, just eat a burger. Yeah, but if I could say I could give you the same taste without all the pain, moral problems, and suffering of these animals, would you would you eat it? If if it's all about taste, and I could get you that same taste, are are you just the kind of person that you're going to stand here and say, well, I'm going to eat meat because I'm a meat eater and I don't give a damn? It, it, I mean, it's not just taste, right? I mean, it's texture and it's all of these. If other I can things. give you, the, it's if, so if you could give me close. Or, it is so okay, close I mean, now. Let's go to the next level and just say you replicate a beef patty using Star Trek technology. They're going to do lab-grown lab meat. Yeah. That's a thing. That's going to be a thing. I don't think so because it's so it's expensive to make. Thing, right. It's but, so expensive to make compared. Cheaper. But the the meatless products now, I don't know if you guys have had some of the new stuff have, the last yeah. three or four yeah. years. It is strikingly close like of what they're getting now. When was the last um, time you ate real meat, though? Five years ago. 
Okay. Isn't so, there an issue, though, with I a mean, lot I of— I still smell meat and want it, but isn't it's there just an, I don't want all the guilt going with it to eat it, and okay. I can have something that's 95% close enough. We were talking about this on the radio, actually, with the Impossible Burger. I had one of them in Vegas, actually, last year for the yeah, first time, okay. and it was, it was fine. Uh, I thought it was good, uh, but there was somebody who brought up this point, and I don't remember all the details, so I'm pro- probably going to get some of the, something wrong about this, uh, but that there was a lot of estrogen or something that was uh, in, this, in these things. Yeah, they're they were, not— Don't get me wrong— these are not health food. They're still junk food, and it'll still give you a heart attack like a regular burger, but you're just not killing an animal. Mm-hmm. I got to say, I mean, if it was the choice between a lab-grown meat and a non-lab-grown meat, it would seem like the more moral thing to do would be to have the right. lab-grown and meat. and I think that's what's coming. It's going to get convenient enough that the meatless stuff is just as good, and then people, this won't be an argument anymore. But that's well, not the case now. I, no, I, I don't want to argue about the what the future yeah. may well, or may not hold. I don't know. Hold. It's really close, Arya. Well, what about the argument that when you close kill it, is not now? So ninety-five percent, you're gonna you're gonna throw away that burger is ninety-five percent close enough. It's not one hundred percent. Doesn't taste quite like meat, but it's damn close. You're gonna say, well, for that five percent, an animal deserves to be tortured and died. So I can eat. Well, you're this assuming burger. I'm buying my meat from Tyson. First of all, I'm not. Have you ever? Yes, have you? Yeah, and okay. I, I, then, I am then, not. Then be, I, I've, I get before it. you I'm, judge, you know, might no, reflect but on that. I'm not trying to be hypocritical because I understand. I was a meat eater, and for me to be like, you're a jerk for eating meat, I'm not going to do that. But what I'm saying is now there is a choice where it is so close. It is not a choice. I cannot go to the uh, grocery store. You can go to down. Burger King and get a damn there, well, meatless burger. You I, can I don't go eat to, Burger King. I don't eat fast uh, food. Could, okay. And I don't think people should, but I cannot go to Shaw's down here and buy an impossible patty of meat to grill. You can buy Gardein groundless meat and make patties. That's there. They so probably have a vegan section. Yeah, or something it's at close. Shaw's. If you wanted to make the effort, it's just a matter of is it too inconvenient for you? Have you ever thought about it? And what point will the morality bug you enough that? Animals it, don't need to be die and suffer, so you can have a It will never burger. bug me enough because the entire human society is designed to remove the average person from the meat being slaughtered and processed. Yeah. I mean, they're going to hide I mean, it from oh, you. Yeah. But if I was like, hey, you got to watch your slaughter video, this animal getting killed. I've seen all this, man. It. I've seen earthlings. And you're, you're okay with that. I've seen earthlings. I've seen food ink. I've seen, I've seen it, man. I mean, you're, that doesn't bug you in any way that There's all these the animals are I'm not here to save the world. There's an argument Why that not? the animals are here Because for I our- can't. You can save your little area here and make it better for the life that's here. I can't save every animal on the planet, but I save a few. Yeah, there's a lot of abuse out there uh, of, of animals, and there's some inhumane ways of treating them, and there's some more humane ways of treating them, even in the world of those who are slaughtering animals for the use of, of you know, for yeah. food and for other things. And we get a, a myriad of products from animals. It's not just food as well, yeah, right? That's true. Uh, but uh, we can continue the discussion here. This is Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2020. You can go to ForkFest.party and learn more about this event, which we're expecting will likely happen again uh, in 2021. I think all signs point to yes on that at this point we will continue with free talk live in moments Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com Free 
Talk Live at ForkFest 2020. ForkFest.party is the website, a website. There could be other websites. Maybe there's another ForkFest website. I don't know. Uh, because it is a decentralized event. We had, at one point, I think last year, two calendars that were competing. Uh, I guess technically we've got two calendars competing again this year. There That's was true. Uh, one calendar that Brian, who's a longtime attendee, put up in advance of the event. And then in the middle of the event, Aria, you were able to launch a uh, ForkFest app, which has its own schedule uh, to it. And it looks great, by the way. So kudos on that. And Thanks. Uh, we've had a good experience with that so far. So ForkFest.party. Ian and Aria here with uh, Taryn Lupo, who has become a vegan. And uh, would you describe yourself as a militant vegan? No, no. no okay. Because... Uh, Basically, you know, I was a big meat eater for years. It would be mm-hmm. super hypocritical to be, hey, you're a jerk for eating it. But what I do try to do is, uh, you know, I do try to ask the questions at least. If I can't ask it here in a liberty community yeah. where we can debate about anything, then why, you know, what the hell? By the way, we can continue the discussion, but the next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currencies like the dollar in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches, because of their relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org, D-I-V-I Project.org. As we continue, we're talking about the idea of rights, animals having rights. And uh, Aria, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seemed like you were leaning towards the idea of animals having rights, but yet at the same time... I lean toward the idea that the uh, that non-humans have the same rights as... As humans, but yet at the same time you eat meat. And it's nothing but an arbitrary uh, discrimination to say that. Oh well, we're different, and these these other mm-hmm. organisms are are well, we are they different. Don't, they, they don't count. Right? We, we I'm not saying they don't count. We are different in that we can conceptualize and sure. accept the idea of rights. Sure. So sh- is, is there? That- I don't see why that would be necessary for having a right, though. I mean, a, a vegetable laying in a coma mm-hmm. can't, you know, conceptualize the idea either. Does Do that vegetables mean they don't have rights? Have and rights? what I mean by that is like tomatoes and carrots. Do they have rights? I don't because I've heard. I think it they cuts don't have off nervous systems. Well, I don't know. Well, I've not, heard they're that, not sentient, but they I, don't have. I've nervous heard systems. that plants scream when you uh, when you kill them. You just they can't release hear it. chemicals, but they don't have a pain situation like we do. So well, no, do they know? don't have. How pain. do you know what it's like to be a plant? I've also uh, heard that they communicate with one another under you know through their networks of well, you ask a good uh, question roots and such. And ultimately, I I don't care whether plants have rights or whether animals have rights. I still eat meat, right? But life feeds on life. That's it what it does. It does. It's to, part of the natural order. I mean, and you're carrying it to the most logical conclusion. Well, maybe plants. Maybe one day we're going to find out that you know plants feel pain too. And mm-hmm. then, then you what do you do? Yeah, then, then you, you starve to death. Then right? you drink water. But if you care you about die, right, <laughs> you care about plants. You know, what do you think animals eat? So you can't make that same argument. You know, animals, animals eat all these leaves and animals. plants. And, animals you know, eat and animals. Animals and eat plants. animals. Most of the animals you guys don't eat aren't carnivores. They're herbivores. So, like, you know, um, you, if you care about plants, they're eating way more plants. So it's like, why not just eat the plant and not the animal? I say eat whatever you want to eat as that, long that, as it's – That's my position. Know, as long as it's consensual, and that's where cannibalism is out. not giving you – can't do cons- cannibal, cannibalism unless they allow it. not consenting it. to you killing it. I didn't say that. I was you talking about eat whatever you want as long I as said it's eat- – oh, 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 humans. Okay. Yeah, yeah you said, can eat a cannibal yeah. if you consent, sure. Right. Okay. So, I don't know. It's this one of those things where – 
and, and you're not trying. You, you're just having the conversation. I'm you're, having the conversation because you know this is convince. a place. No, because but I, I do believe that maybe if I could say, you know, yeah, maybe I'll try some meatless burgers once in a while. I think mm-hmm. that's a win. I have tried, and I would and, try it again. I would have. I would try yeah, it again. And it's, at if some it's point. all about taste. Yeah. If I if everything was even and it was just all about taste, mm-hmm. and I said I could make something 100 percent to meat that you couldn't tell, but it wasn't. Have meat. they done uh, double blinds on on these studies where <sighs> I, you know people? I don't know. People, and they must have, right? Like taste tests where people have you know I, been been either sure unable to or because able to. before they put that kind of money into it, I'm sure they did. But it's just more of a philosophical argument mm-hmm. of if I could get something that is 100 percent like meat that you couldn't tell that doesn't have nothing has to die for it, would you eat that instead? But but it is a question of if, I, and I don't see any point of spending much of my brain power arguing hypotheticals. You uh, can't just answer. No, it's like ninety five percent. It's coming. It is this close. Okay, so you've already failed on your if. <laughs> so the answer is no. You can't so no. provide what you're saying is part okay, of this. Okay, then let's question. take it back. Ninety five percent. You're going to sacrifice five percent so how an animal qua- doesn't have to die. How are you die. quantifying this? Have you have you done scientific I, studies to say that it's ninety five percent like? I don't meat? need to. If I sit okay, down so and say it is ninety five percent to me, so you still haven't met the qualifications of your own question. Uh, you're just dancing around Dro- schematics. Drop man. the if Stop. and ask me the question directly. We don't live in a hypothetical world. Ask me a real question. The real question: Would you stop eating meat if I could get something comparable? There goes the if again. What do you say? <laughs> Ask me a question that, that actually question. pertains to reality if as is we a are existing. Okay? Not if there I, is if a good I chance a, that he could get something if that If I is, could acquire yeah. a magical unicorn that didn't feel pain, would you eat it? The, the Impossible Burgers are pretty good. I mean, they, they're pretty much there, right? Like, I mean, I have only had one, so I can't really yeah. say for sure. I, and, and I've I heard you're that dancing some around some done, schematics here, man. I, I, no, because I, your question should be, all right, would ask, you rather eat correctly. an Impossible Burger than a normal burger? That's the question you're refusing to ask. Because no. you keep posing these if questions. What if it was identical? Have you had an impossible burger? I have not. Why not? I don't care about the morality of eating meat. Okay. Well, that's the truth. That's the right? issue then, is you're willing to kill things uh, so you can be happy. Which and means you we, don't believe that animals have rights. Which you no, don't care. No, I do believe it. And I recognize that it's immoral for me to eat meat. So why are you still eating meat? So that makes you a hypocrite. No, it makes me immoral. <laughs> Okay. Well, as long as you – and you know what? To Arya's credit, at least they take ownership. ownership a lot of people yeah. cannot – They don't see it. They don't see it at all. And I actually respect her a lot more for saying that because straight up if you're like, you know, I know it's an immorality problem. I don't care. I just really like bacon. Yeah. Then I'm, I at least have respect that you can recognize that. It's people that try to convince themselves that, you know, oh, the, the pig yeah. is happy to die for me. You know, No, that's I probably mean, not true. But here's another interesting aspect of the sort of the meat-making process is – one thing's for sure, cows, chickens, uh, whatever other beasts we're talking about here, these are things that are not going extinct because there's a demand for them in the marketplace. And because it's legal to raise and slaughter these things, uh, there's never going to be a shortage generally. I mean, although there is a shortage now because of COVID and all the well, government Well, we're told there's a shortage. I haven't actually seen it. The well, talk to Jay Noon. Talk to Jay Noon is one of the people saying there's a shortage, but have you seen yeah. it? I can go to I've the grocery store. I've seen the prices go yeah, way up. I've, I've seen um, well, yeah, but increase stores in, empty. In an increase in prices uh, prevents shortages. Well, but there was a shortage, and then the prices increased. Yeah. Uh, it's and, and if you talk to Ken from uh, Kirby's Q, which is the libertarian-owned barbecue place in Alstead, New Hampshire, that takes cryptocurrency, he'll tell you he's having a real tough time finding brisket. Real tough. Huh. 
Okay. Uh, like he's gone to his usual suppliers and he's gone in there and there have been just bare shelves of okay. various different types of meat. So it's it's tough out there right now. But that that's that has to do with the, mar- the uh, government's regulations yeah. and not to do with the market. As long as there's a demand for products, whether it be meat or whether it be leather or whether it be whatever it is we're talking about, those things are going to continue. Whereas when there's no demand for the products from the animals, right. it's more likely that you'll see them go extinct. I mean, cows aren't the best animals at like defending really. themselves. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You'll see some in zoos, and that'll be it. And yeah. I'm okay with because everybody's You're okay like, with that. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. You're okay, okay with, with zoos? No, no, I'm not okay with zoos. Wait a minute. I'm sorry, I, life... I misread that. I'm okay with the reduction of cows because right now they live horrible, terrible lives. Mm-hmm. So you'd rather have farms. fewer ca- cows? I, yeah, I'd rather you living... just eat what's left and stop eating the damn things. Well, you know, you know how we could get fewer cows? We could kill them and eat them. But then they make more. Then they That's make the more. Thing. So it's supply and demand. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is people, um, the next generations that are coming up are more and more plant-based. And you that, think so? Is it oh, spreading? Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. what are the percentages on that? I don't, I don't know exactly, but I, I know mm-hmm. for a fact that it's way more than it used to be. The fact, the simple fact that I can go to Burger King and get one That's You're saying that shows something. Yeah. And yeah. It, Burger it, King has had Dunkin a veggie Donuts burger for years, Have though. they, though? No. Yeah. Yes, they did. They never had... Yeah, they did. It just wasn't in your purview. They no, did, but I think they, they had dairy in it. it. But yeah, back when I was, it was in, like a Boca burger. With I didn't dairy say it was a vegan burger. <laughs> I didn't say it was, it was a veggie burger. <laughs> Actually, it was it was terrific. Was it really? It was their best menu item. I don't know why they got rid of it. Well, um, when you put all the ketchup and the, the other things on it, it the it fact that guys and seeing that stuff in my lifetime in stores is blows me away. I never thought I would see it. Taryn Lupo, thanks for joining us. Yeah, for this conversation, man. I had no idea we'd go this route. As always, yeah, all just because we swatted down a hornet here in the studio. Bad karma all over that. Its corpse is still there. Uh, That's right. what you get. So more coming up here in moments. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2020. It's Free Talk Live, and we're here at ForkFest 2020. You course can go to forkfest.party to learn more about this event uh with you in the studio at the northern or not northern side but the top of the hill overlooking just an amazing mountain range just absolutely spectacular beautiful place to be it is ian here are you and uh it's the captain oh, i gotta turn you back down captain all right fixed. is that why you sit on that side for the view no, actually, there's a lot of trees in the way, but there really is oh, uh, a beautiful view here. You can see it to actually behind the captain there to some extent. And if you cut through these trees or go over on the other side of the park, you get to see the entire like vista, yeah. and it's quite nice. The, uh, the There's par- park regulars that have nice high positions in the park, and they just get to wake up in the morning and look out and see this amazing view every single day and that's what we were just talking with uh, Taryn Lupo about off the air he's he's getting one of the the park models here and he's staying here for the rest of the year or not rest of the year but the rest of the season which is pretty sweet park models yeah they call the um, these trailers that are around they're kind of over in this direction they're okay. you know on the ground kind of trailers uh, the, these are park models I guess individuals can bring their own in and rent a space but the the park itself has certain units that it can rent out basically okay. And so, or sell. In this case, Taryn has purchased. I think he said it was this one right here through uh, through the the woods there. So, mm. oh, nice. uh, very very nice, cool place to be. Check out Rogers Campground anytime you want to come visit New Hampshire and be in just an absolutely beautiful place. This is perfect. I just wanted to say real quick to our listeners, 
Uh, if you're listening to me now and I sound a little bit different to you than I have on any other episode of Free Talk Live, it's because I'm now wearing shades. You know, the future is so bright. You have to wear shades. I'm now wearing shades, and so if I sound different, that's why. Well, the past was brighter. Was it? Well, by Saturday, presumably. By the time people are listening to this on Saturday evening, yes. So as time travelers, we are likely playing the gig right now as As listeners are hearing this broadcast. I think we're simultaneously doing two shows. We're we're wrapping up the gig right now, I think. That That might be a first to... Maybe there'll be an encore. Two simultaneous shows. Hmm. (laughs) She's like, no, that's it. (laughs) This set's enough. (laughs) So uh, we were just talking beforehand. Actually, I want to say thank you to Dan Kraftsig. He's a Free Talk Live gold amplifier contributing 10 bucks a month to the AMP program. Thank you, Dan, for doing that. It helps us get this show on more radio stations so more people can hear the ideas of freedom. We were just talking with Derek, who is a newer mover here to New Hampshire. Not Derek J., but another guy named Derek who's here at, at ForkFest. Uh, and he was just th- really thankful that he was able to hear about this migration because of Free Talk Live, uh, to hear about the idea of liberty-minded people coming together to the same place. And he's here now, and he's having a great time. So that could be you if you care about freedom. If you are somebody who actually loves liberty and you want to have more freedom in your lifetime, what direction are things going where you are? Well, they're not going good in any direction. Right. But they, they, there is more resistance here. That's right. So Agreed. you want to have a chance at a last stand. This is the place to do it. I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about peaceful measures like civil disobedience. And there are people you know, running for office. Aria, you're running for sheriff in uh, Cheshire County, for instance, this year. So there's all kinds of approaches that are being tried here in New Hampshire. There are thousands of people who've already made the move here. That's what UPS delivered today was my signs. I, I've been trying to figure that out. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're talking about what, in, in Keene. They yeah. delivered them in Keene. Very nice. Very the, nice. The logo is top-notch. I approve. <laughs> awesome. And it says what? F the the poli- uh, these don't say F the police. Oh, these are okay. just Aria Meso for sheriff. Just straight straight yeah. up. Okay. But I think the, I, I, think I was drunk. the logo didn't change? No, I think I was drunk when I like ordered the signs, though, so I submitted <laughs> the wrong image. Oh, so you uh, wanted the F the police image, but yeah. drunk Aria messed that one up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure drunk Aria will order some more, and she'll get it right. You could just hand <laughs> write that on every sign to give it the personal touch. I have no desire whatsoever to do that, though. If you want to join the AMP program like Dan, please go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can use uh, your credit card. You can use PayPal. You can use Bitcoin BTC. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And, you know, I just wanted to talk a little further about the vegan issue with the three of us because we all consume meat. I had a vegan lunch. Did you? I did. What, alcohol? Uh, Well, no. I actually had lunch. Oh, okay. It was the uh, pork jambalaya. That's not vegan. That's not vegan. Oh, well, then I guess <laughs> I guess I didn't have vegan lunch. There, there is pork in that. Then we're back to the beer, which I did also have. So wow. technically the jambalaya I, was breakfast and the beer was lunch. I had the beer after the jambalaya. No, I guess what you're alluding to is that there is, in fact, vegan jambalaya over there. There is, yes. But the, there is also one with pork. Yes. The two are choice. The two are I think it's ultimately exclusive. choice. So you guys nailed it earlier when you were talking to Taryn, mm-hmm. uh, where it's human beings are animals. Okay, so yeah. what do other animals do? Other animals both eat meats and plants. And human beings both eat meat and plants. I don't find anything. I don't really have a moral problem with that just because we're animals. And I think that's just what animals do. 
It is indeed. Now, they're trying to change things, right? The vegan wants the human to rise above that station, right? They say that it, it is more moral to not eat uh, or to kill animals for the purposes of eating them. So we, as moral people, should try to rise above the sort of animalistic uh, instinct. And the thing is... They're never going to convince everyone. In the same way that libertarians are never going to convince right. everyone, it's important to remember that you can, if, if what you want to do requires convincing everyone, you might as well quit before you get started because it's never going to happen. Well, they don't necessarily have to convince everyone. They just have to convince enough people to exert enough market pressure where sure. it's just not profitable for people to continue using actual meat. And they have their mission, and you know, I, I wish them the best. I, I don't. I don't know whether they'll be successful at it or not. As long as they don't do it by force, I'm all for it. That's true. I, I want the torturing of animals to stop. The the killing, okay. I, I can mm -hmm. get on board with that because life feeds on life. But life what do you does think not about, have any need to torture other what do life. You, what do you think about the activists, the animal rights activists, who go into places where they might be testing animals and releasing those animals? I'm 100% a supporter of it. Have, have, have either of you actually – I mean, people – if you see a news article about animal testing, they use pictures of these bunnies and doctors with gloves, like carefully. Mm -hmm. No, the, the actual images of animal testing facilities are absolutely horrible. But that's private property. I don't believe animals can be property. Can you own another human mm, being? But, uh, but they're on private property. So sure. are you saying that as a libertarian, somebody who believes generally in property rights, I mean, generally libertarians I would support the that. right of people to break into someone's house and release a human being they had captive in their mm -hmm. basement as well. Mm. Should the people who broke in have liability for the things they destroyed while breaking in? Yeah. Okay. So if you're saying on full liability, whatever it is these people destroy while they break in, they have to pay for. Well, they can trespass. Uh, I mean, they can get in without breaking something. I mean, it's possible. Maybe not if the facility's locked down tight enough, but I mean, pl plenty of door, plenty of locks are easy to pick. Is it okay then? For the guards, the security at this facility, to shoot the people who are breaking in and destroying their property. Yes. Okay, that's an interesting, uh, huh. interesting situation you've cooked up there. Okay. Yeah. Would you do something like that? I'm Would not going to answer that on national radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I don't. I don't think you're wrong that like if somebody's beating an animal next door to me, I think you absolutely should go over and you know let that dog free. I mean, my cats are rescues. They were being yeah. beaten by kids, and I snuck over there at two o'clock in the morning, and I I took the cats off you their guys, property. I think you guys are describing the basic premise behind Planet of the Apes, <laughs> right? Where like the the species that was tortured decides to rise up against mm -hmm. the, the humans that oppressed them for so long. Yeah, and there's nothing saying that humans will always be the top species, right? There could be some alien uh, craft that comes in here and just decides to just straight up <laughs> enslave everybody instead yeah. of this whole semi-slave like enslavement. dolphins invent teleportation you know before humans do. They may say, well, they're not as intelligent as us. They don't play by our rules. Therefore, they don't have rights. It's okay to enslave them. That's exactly what they might say. Yeah. Or maybe they just, just like don't care about, about any of that. Non humans. Yeah, maybe they just don't care about any of that. That's true as well. But so. I think in the long term, it's more likely to be that humans are the evil sci fi aliens that are always going from planet to planet, taking all the resources and bleeding so? it dry. I mean, that's got human activity written all over it. Yeah. And we human, did it humans to Earth. are. People have asked me, what do you think the meaning and purpose of human life is? Breed and conquer. As far as I can tell, those are the two things that human beings are good at, mm. historically, <laughs> without question, all of the time. Breeding and conquering. That's what human beings do. Yeah, and I think— I want to disagree, but I can't. Well, and I think that as libertarians, we want 
the conquering to stop at the very least, right? Like we want uh, people to stop using violence against each other. Right. This Going back to this preschool level precept that I was talking about before, which is the non-aggression principle. And we're, we have a tough time with that. Yeah. You know, we have a tough time with, uh, with some of the basics of human beings getting along with each other. And sadly, that's where we are in the 21st century. You've got to wonder what c- occurs between preschool and adulthood that causes people to forget that basic concept. That Good question. That it's wrong to hit people. I think it's mythology. I think it's they program people with this mythology of the state that there's some sort of thing that's greater than them and that they're a part of this thing and that we all come together for the greater, you know, portion of humankind to and they hide things. it in institutionalism. They cloak it. Yeah, they cloak it in all this not just institutionalism but this religious fervor of, you know, oh, you got to stand up when the judge comes in, you're, in, you're literally in pews in the courtroom, you're worshiping this object on the uh, on the wall of the room. More costumes. Yeah, so we got more on the way here uh, from the beautiful Rogers Campground of the White Mountains of New Hampshire. You are here with Free Talk Live, and we're at ForkFest 2020. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin, while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more, and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and we are here at ForkFest for the very final day. That's when you're listening to it on Saturday night. Uh, There's probably a pretty good party going on as you're listening to this, given that it's Saturday night. And this year, ForkFest comes after, at least the full ForkFest-only week, second week of ForkFest comes after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So there's no ForkFest to come in and ruin whatever uh, vibe that tonight (laughs) is going to have. That's what happened last year. It was unreal how it happened last year. Like What was it like for you? Uh, as you described it, the penultimate night was amazing. Parties everywhere. Everyone's, That's the night before yeah, the last. Everyone's having a great time. And then the next night, there are golf carts all all, all along the paths. There's there are pork rangers and, and everything. The security was team muted basically and for Fest. The vibe just died. Man. It killed it. Everything went. To, everybody went to bed. Or it seemed like yeah. everybody was going to bed early, and uh, it was over. And it's not like the Porcupine Freedom Festival or even. People are even that stodgy, that stuck no. up, that prude, but they killed the vibe. Yeah, and I don't think that it was their intention or anything like that. That's just the way it worked out. So well, I don't know. The, the pork rangers being here on the final night of Fork Fest. Um, but that's always what happens. They're always there the day before to set up for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So that was the inevitable. That was one of the reasons why we also, um, I think, added an extra day in between. So the Porcupine Freedom Festival ended... Uh, well, not not in between, but previously they they sort of ended and started on the same day, 
And then this year, the Porcupine Freedom Festival ended on a Sunday, and the, the Fork Fest Week 2 began that Monday. So yeah. there, was a, 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 there was an evening where a lot of people didn't even consider it to be Fork Fest, or if you only considered the second week to be Fork Fest, then you wouldn't have considered that. And that actually brings me back to the discussion we were having at the very beginning of the show until we talked to Taryn Lupo there and you know, spoke to some, uh, about some other things, was we were talking about when was it Fork Fest and when was it Pork Fest. Well, before you go yeah. there, I just wanted to say something about the vegan thing. Sure. Are there, like, carnivores, human carnivores, who have a group that are actively trying to recruit from vegans and turn them into carnivores? It wouldn't surprise me if those people existed. You know? I don't know. I just wanted to ask but the question, question because if not, why not? I bet you if you can think of it, it exists, Captain. Okay. That's what I'm going to say on that. Uh, so we were talking about, was it ForkFest? Was the fir- first week ForkFest? And you said, Aria, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, that if you're, if you're here now and you were here the first, first week, then the first week counted as ForkFest. Yes. But if not, then it was the Porcupine Freedom Festival or you just being at Rogers Campground? One of those two, yeah. Okay. And here's my question about that. If you are here now but you weren't here the last three days because you went back to work, but you were also here during the first week. Are you at Fork Fest, and were you at Fork Fest? Ooh, that's a good question. If is I just continuity show up required to be to at continue. Fork Fest? Yeah. Um, I, I would say no. Okay. If I just show back. up. Because you yes. made the effort to come back. Yes. Right? Okay. From Wednesday through Sunday, have I attended Fork Fest? Yes. As you are? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. The but question here was about people who inadvertently attended the Porcupine Freedom Festival and Fork Fest when they happened concurrently and who then left and returned for the final few days of Fork Fest. Right, right. And I say, I agree with you. That is I, Fork Fest. I would Fest. say yes. Absolutely. Because yeah. uh, I've left here a few times. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. I, I was only gone for a few hours here and there, but I was not yeah. here at Fork you Fest the back. entire time. But you came back. Right. So if people, if people, what you're saying is, just to be clear, so if, if your viewpoint is if you attended during the week that also had the Porcupine Freedom Festival and then you left and didn't come back, you weren't actually at Fork Fest. Yes, that, okay. that would be my position. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Very I don't know whether or not anyone agrees. And, hey, people can I, define Fork Fest however they want. I yeah, just yeah. That's how no, I, I like choose that. to define it. I think that's, it. A, that's an interesting uh, level of, dis, of distinction I, there. I still feel all the marketing in advance was for it to be a separate week. And so, yeah. in my mind, that's how I pictured it. Yeah, there was a last, basically a last-minute change was the Porcupine Freedom Festival, five weeks before the event, yeah. decided to announce they were scaling back and actually offering refunds. Uh, to people because they sold tickets for $50 a pop earlier this year before COVID. And then now that they felt like they you know, they couldn't put on a full show or whatever, they offered uh, 50% refunds and were selling $25 tickets and said, we're no longer going to control the camping area. So ForkFest was able to sort of move in, and we had two festivals simultaneously, which ultimately was, I think, a benefit uh, to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And I think it was a benefit to ForkFest uh, as well. I think everybody won in that circumstance. Yeah, so Fork, uh, Pork Fest, the Porcupine Prina Festival, uh, it, it began in a way that was much more similar to Fork Fest now, correct? Yeah, it was very small. It was so 2003. Point, it was at Rogers Campground. Yeah, at what point did they start charging people tickets Ooh, would be I, my question. And, how many and years why in? didn't people Three? revolt then? I don't know. And I would say the reason why is because centralization does bring some benefits in certain cases. And if you run an event right, you can have a good event and, and do it, you know, centralized. 
Um, sure. But what you're saying is they made a key mistake when they started charging for tickets. I'm sure their excuse would have been, well, with tickets, we can bring in special guest speakers and we can make this a bigger event. We can have Tom Woods or the equivalent of whoever that would have been in 2005 or whenever they started charging uh, to attract more people here. And they're they were still talking about that this year was that it's, you know, uh, the previous organizer, Roger Paxton. You know, was talking about how it's important to have those big name speakers to bring people in, and I think this year proved that's not true. I think this I mean, how year many people come here for the speakers? That's a great question. Anyone here come here for the speakers? If they've ever been to Porkfest, was it ever the speakers that motivated you? Those people do exist, and the Porcupine Freedom Festival is a smaller event. May have been a little about the same or smaller this year than it was last year, but it was still a great event. It was. There well, were several hundred people who were here. I don't know how the event was. I did not go. Well, okay. The park where we were was filled with people having a good time yes, it during was. during that week. And and everybody, it was low-key, it was fun, everybody seemed to be having a good time. Uh, there didn't seem to be any overt drama in any way, shape, or form. So I would consider it a success. They had at least, I think I heard, 575 tickets that they sold, like, almost 1,000, but some people didn't come, right? Sure. So, uh, but there's, so several hundred people on a year like this, I think, was a, a tremendous success. Okay, cool. Yeah. I had a choice to make. And I made the choice to go to Forkfest and yep. not Porkfest when it came to, you know, which part of the two weeks am I going to plan to attend? Mm -hmm. And I selected Forkfest. Why? And you made this choice before FUD existed, right? I did, yes. Yeah. That's, That's true. Yes. Um, I, why? Yeah. Well, because it seemed the most free of the two. Mm. You are That's correct. <laughs> that is a true statement. Although, again, the Free State Project does deserve credit for making their event more free this year than it had been. If I could have gotten years. more time off, I yeah. would have come to both and yeah. stayed for both, right? But, you know, a guy's got to do what he's got to do you to earn. Do it. You, know? you just bought a house. And, but, you know, I, I made a, that selection specifically because I wanted to go to the one that represented the core values of freedom the most. That makes sense. That's the right one to start with. And know? I appreciate that, and I'm, I'm glad you're here, and I think it's been a, a great festival so far. I don't think I'm alone in that. I think there's other people that are here specifically for Forkfest and not Porkfest. Yeah, and I would hope it's not necessarily people who have an axe to grind against yeah. uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I have no axe to grind against anybody. Yeah. I'm just saying Me that either. of the two, I've been a longtime listener of the show before you know, I appeared on it. So of the two, I was just like, which one's more free? Oh, that one. Yeah, and it has been uh, a great event so far, and we, we'll report more, even though we're going to obviously finish the Saturday show, and, and we're not going to do a Sunday show, because uh, we're leaving at that at that point, but we'll, well definitely... what you mean is the Sunday show will be live. Yeah, that's thank you for clarifying that, yes. Uh, Mark, I believe, will be heading up a live Sunday show, so that way the rest of us can just, you know, put away our clothes, walk, do some laundry, and, you know, relax a little bit. And not that this is not relaxing. No, but, but, but we are working here. <laughs> yeah, we are. This is a working uh, vacation. So, uh, Captain, any other reflections that you have after having been here? What, uh, are you 24 hours, almost 24 hours now? Closing 48? in. Closing in 24. on 24 hours. Okay. How was, your how was your night last night? I got drunk. Okay. All right. So it was a good night. Yep. Good Alcohol time. seemed to not, be the drug of choice last night. Not, mm -hmm. uh, not drunk in a, you know, I'm knocking down people's campsites and tripping into the fire. But well, I, I, would hope I did not. catch a really, really good buzz. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the time I made it back to uh, my room, I was ready to pass out. All right. Nice. And I did. Yeah. Um, and that has been one of the interesting aspects about this, this event is there has been some level of whether it's been done on purpose to some extent or just coincidence. Uh, and some would say there are no coincidences, but uh, the drug choices have sort of flowed through this event. So there was one night where a bunch of people were doing mushrooms. 
And then, Aria, you said that uh, it was like an alcohol night last night. It, it seemed to be. I mean, the LNO site sold a fair bit of wine last night. You mean the blood of Christ? Yes. Which you have a sign-up saying it's one gold back for the blood of Christ, which I just love that. And, and, the, and the sweat of Christ. I'm adding that later. Oh, God. The, that doesn't sound attractive yeah. at all. What, We're coming up here. Hold the blood? Uh, hold up. Hold up here. <laughs> this is for It's Free Talk Live Forkfest 2020 here on uh, this Saturday edition of the show. We'll go back to doing our normal call-in format uh, tomorrow night. So if you've been itching to get your uh, opinions on the air and you're not physically here, because if you were here, you could sit down and talk uh, with us. So if you love freedom, you should come join us in uh, next summer for Forkfest 2021 in the uh, beautiful White Mountains here of northern New Hampshire. It's Ian and Aria. And the captain. We're here, and we're just kind of vamping about what's been going on, uh, not just uh, here at the park, but also around the world. I do want to say thanks to Bitcoin.com. They're a great longtime sponsor here on Free Talk Live. And uh, Bitcoin.com can help you learn about cryptocurrency, which, by the way, uh, and we haven't really talked a whole lot about this because I think Goldbacks almost stole the show, for, uh, for at least for me, but... This is also basically a crypto conference in a way. I mean, it's not a conference in that there's not, like, speakers and, No, but know. there are many, many vendors who accept crypto. Right. You can actually come here and live on cryptocurrency for as many days as you're at this festival. I literally did not bring cash this year. That's am- Well, you've been given some cash, but you didn't, br- you didn't bring yeah, it, right? I did not, and I have not used any cash here. Neither have I. I've only received cash as people have purchased uh, uh, goldbacks from me. But thank you to Bitcoin.com. You want to go and learn about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin.com's got the basics. If you're old school crypto, you can go there and get the They're latest great. news headlines. Uh, Bitcoin.com. And, and actually, the founder of Bitcoin.com, Roger Veer, has been in this very park. He was at the Porcupine Freedom Festival close to a decade ago. Uh, giving quite, out 10 Bitcoins for anyone who would install a wallet. He was handing yeah. out uh, the physical Bitcoins one year like they were candy. Yeah. These were They were worth $3 the a piece. Coins? The cash just coins? The cash just, or however the hell you pronounce yeah. it. I don't know how you Whatever pronounce it. it. Uh, the, yeah, those physical Bitcoins. They, he was just handing them out. People were buying tacos with them. The, 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 the gal that sold the tacos held on to a few of them. That's yeah. activism, man. Uh, so, yeah, and I think George Mandrick became a multimillionaire from selling baklava for Bitcoin back in the day, which part of that was done here at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So it's got this event. I mean, this is ground zero for cryptocurrency. It basically is in a lot of ways. At least it's ground zero for it being used in real life. I mean, yeah, Bitcoin Pizza Day happened in 2010, and that was the very first time somebody ever bought a real life thing, supposedly for for Bitcoin, supposedly the first time it happened, uh, but it was supposedly the first time. But this is the first place where you can actually go to. Because the person buying the pizza was buying it with a credit card. So it wasn't like uh, Papa John's, who was, I think, the company that sold the pizza. It wasn't as though they took the Bitcoin for the pizza. So there was an intermediary. I'm not saying that invalidates the transaction. I'm just saying that here it's more pure in that here you are actually spending cryptocurrency with a vendor directly for their product or for their services, whether it be Taron Lupo uh, giving you a chiropractic adjustment as he's doing. I believe uh, one of our co-hosts, Speakless Mountaineer, is doing massage, professional massage. I believe both of those guys guys are taking crypto for that or it's going and getting food from i think every single vendor it's that's here all delicious and i spent seven dollars on my lunch today in bch boom bch nice. bitcoin cash yeah i use monero but and that's been working out yeah 
I have oh, used that's uh, nice. Monero has been the number one. Well, I helped set up the ladies' night out tent, and that's mm-hmm. where you know I used the Monero earlier to buy the lunch that he's alluding to. So it basically is, in its own way, a crypto festival. Probably, probably a better way to put it would be a crypto festival than a crypto conference. Although, uh, and, and I don't know, maybe he'll maybe he'll do this someday. Maybe he won't. But Steven Zeiler from AnyPay was talking about throwing a crypto conference during Forkfest in the same way that the Porcupine sure. Freedom Festival had the they'd rented from the park the pavilion. Yeah. Anyone who's got you know a thousand bucks could rent the pavilion and. Th- Put on a concert or put on a conference or do whatever it is they want to do with that. And that well, can maybe that next can happen. year we can put a concert on in there. It's a lot of money for, for one show. But uh, and would it sound better in uh oh, yeah. in that location? Okay. Yeah. So being in a room makes uh, Yeah, you ever heard of pay like? to play? That's a way better idea. Pay to play? No, this is a better idea than pay to play. What are Rent, you talking about? Renting it and putting on a concert, that's a better idea than pay to play. And what's pay to play? Pay to play is when uh bands in certain cities uh, can't get paid to go and play a show. They have to put to money pay out to play in, for the privilege of getting on a stage mm-hmm. in, you know, like a Los Angeles, for example. Well, that's essentially what we would be doing. Yeah. How is that different than renting the pavilion? I mean, we've uh, done that this because year because you're renting. bringing your own audience. Okay. Good oh, point. you're yeah. making your own venue Correct. is what you're saying. Yes. I see what yeah. you're saying. Okay. Well, you know what? Anything's possible with uh, with that. And there's other fa- there's other facilities around here. The campground, I'm sure, would love to rent out. And uh, I know Jay Noon did it actually for his wedding at Forkfest. So yeah. it is actually already happened as of what two years ago now. I think at Forkfest. It's already very cool, but it has the potential to be much cooler for people who are clever and yeah. motivated to do things in their own financial interest. Well, and we have an app now, so if people yeah. do that, we can add that to the schedule as soon as it happens, and it can be there waiting for people to get excited about for the next 10 months. However or long, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. there's, there's going to be a lot more. I mean, we did a lot of promotion previously in 2019 for this year's event, um, but it, but having an app is going to be, I think, a big help I think so. folks. So we've got some cool stuff that, you know, is definitely I mean, And happen. we're decentralizing it. So well, ideally, we, someone who wants to do a thing will just have to sign up, and then they can add it to the event themselves. That's what I was going to say. They can add it themselves. So whatever you invent, whatever you're doing, you just put it on there, and bam, it's a thing. Well, that's right? what we're hoping the, we'll be able to do with this well, app. Well, we've, we've officially started rolling it out. Okay. I mean, there are vendors here with the back-end privileges to go in and do that. Right, so, right. There's certain vendors. We're going to try to make it automatic, where as soon as you sign up, you have those back-end privileges. Mm cool yeah um i'm looking forward to it and the more people that come to this event the more creativity gets brought into it the more originality the the any pay dome was created at Forkfest, and that was the yep. biggest hit one of the biggest hits i think during the last uh, the first week of Forkfest this year it was amazing it's only the only tragic part was they took it down well this year it's we have live here. music to replace it it's true but i remember when we were setting this up i was like we're gonna play friday nights on july the third because july mm-hmm. the fourth will be when any pay throws their their big gay dance party and mm-hmm. we don't want to compete with that because we'll get stomped right their parties are the places to be mm-hmm. but and i wouldn't want to have to cho- choose between right. those and then you know they're not here so hey we'll take the july the fourth weekend sure why not and i think it's uh, i think it's going to work out great uh so yeah get your butt up here next year if you can and just kind of target your calendar for that july 4th area like we're going to be probably the week before I think july the 4th is on like a monday next year or something so i'm going to guess that same weekend prior to it will be where they do the celebration but that's something we can ask crosby about this year so we'll know what crosby's plans are because we want to do this you know consistent with that july 4th independence day celebration even though independence day you know is basically dead in the united states and across the planet we're still going to hold on to some sort of flame here i think 
I think so. I mean, and this is the place to be independent. It's true. My God, these these poor people coming in from the cities. Uh, I mean, they, they they've there have been some amazing stories about what's oh going God. on in some mm-hmm. of these places. The boarded up stores, the mandatory masks. People talking about how they've got ninety five percent mask compliance where they're coming from. Oh. They're being shamed because they don't want to wear a mask, yep. and they're you know their friends that are Pennsylvania city people. just made it mandatory. I thought they'd already done it mandatory like two or three months ago. I just read about it yesterday. I'm not huh. surprised. I thought they followed suit after New York did it, but maybe they uh, maybe it wasn't a real serious thing, and now they're going to back it. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, like as soon as you force people to do something, you're wrong. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much true. <laughs> Even if it's a nice thing that you have in mind, it's still a force, and you've negated any nice factor being involved with that. We've got more coming up from the uh, Saturday episode, which we're going to continue recording uh, probably tomorrow. Maybe we'll do more today. We'll see. We're going to play it by ear uh, here on the campground at Rogers Campground. For ForkFest, you can go to ForkFest.party. Coming up, Ernest Hancock will be joining us. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Talk live at Porkfest 2020 on what is for you the very final full day as you're listening to this on Saturday night as it broadcasts live across our wonderful radio stations that air this program uh, around the United States. With you in the studio, it's Ian. Aria. And special guest Ernie Hancock. Hey, Ernie. Hello. Always good to have you on the air with us. Uh, we're here at Forkfest 2020 for. Uh, and, and for us, it's actually Friday afternoon is when we're recording this particular portion of the Saturday program. So we're still we're still not quite to whatever the uh, the likely apex uh, of the event is going to be, whether it turns out to be tonight, Friday night, as we're recording this uh, as the biggest night or Saturday turns out uh, to be the biggest night. I, uh, I think we're going to have a good weekend either way. I, I agree. Last night was the best night here so far. It was I it agree. was incredible. And, and they've all been fun. They've they all have. been good nights. Uh, there's been a good energy, good, good, uh, intimate group. But we were talking about yesterday. There was a, some number of people that came in yesterday and speculating on maybe we're up to like seventy five to a hundred people in the park for uh, for Forkfest at this point. But it's yeah. hard to really it's know for sure. That. No, you're freaking Grand Central Station now. You're here at the entrance, and those cars just keep coming in. I think it's going to be busy tomorrow. Yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely going to be busy tomorrow. Well, yesterday was pretty busy too. Just sitting here watching the cars yeah. and the you know. The I woke up RVs. this morning to do the show, and I look out, and all of a sudden, freaking, I'm, it's all speckled right around me again. I, I was. You're like, out. By the way, you're way out there. You're all the way out. I was sort of only the, isolated for maybe two days. The west. Oh yeah, meaning that it's been filling in. Yeah, saying. I mean there were still people that were there, but I mean it wasn't like you know I could I could see the tree line or it hit the ground. You know now it's like I can't again. You know <laughs> uh, there was a family walking by here just this morning, and one of uh, the guys uh, from the family said, "Oh, is there like a festival going on here?" And I said, "Yeah, we got a little festival happening," and told him the the website and. Uh, said it's a freedom festival, and he thought that was pretty cool. So cool. he said he's from New Hampshire, and he's never been here before. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's... Cro- I'm sorry. 
That's the the question, you know. How many of these people are actually here for the fireworks? How many are just camping? And how many are here for Fork Fest? I imagine the Fork Fest crowd is going to be congregating around us throughout the days. So Probably, and we've also seen some of the Fork Fest people coming in closer. So uh, Stone and Astrid, yeah. who've been cooking, I think, pretty much every night here for people. Uh, they had uh, delicious salmon there last night. They moved their campsite closer to this main kind of Agora Valley, uh, the first four rows of the RV zone. They were kind of out where you were, Ernie, so they decided they would be better off if they That's moved That's how Agora Alley gets created, yeah. recreated. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what happens because when you have the holist campgrounds, hundreds of acres. I mean, it's just enormous. You have, you know, more dense forest for the tent camping. People use the tent. They kind of camp in, and they're just yep. a, a cleared site. And it's up higher in the trees. It has a lot more shade and so on. And uh, they got the bathrooms back there and the showers and, and the playground. It's more of a kid thing and so on. And then you come down to where you have more uh, RV spots that go down closer to the pavilion. People bring their own self-contained whatever the heck. And you got tents, too, but that's where the RVs go. Then you have in the back area, there's these cabins. They got, you know, like single wides or, you know, little portable something and uh, small, tiny houses of people buy these. Taron Lupo's buying one of them. Yeah, he's going to stay here in the summer. Yeah. He's going to be, you know, he has this great idea. He makes a lot of money, you know, fixing all our neck crap here. Uh-huh. He's a chiropractor. You know, he's, he's a chiropractor, and he does a fantastic job and has top-notch equipment and the freaking live x-ray crap and everything and stuff. But COVID... Just killed him right mm. when he opened. Right. So he goes, well, hell, man, I came up here in the summer and just was the put out the, the shingle and the flyer and all these festivals. I make bank, you know? Really? You know, so I'm going, oh, that's a good idea. So that's why, you know, he well, might do that. All these festivals don't exist anymore. I mean, this is right. the festival. Right. There's maybe another one in Maine, according to the Wormtown guy that was set up over here. He said he heard about one that might be forming in Pennsylvania. But uh, there's only, I mean, there's really nothing more I than know, a handful. It's that deadly. Well, anyway, they come down here and you have these vending tables. This is where they sell the stuff. You know, and this is where you pick this place. You're, man, you're at the top of the hill getting everybody comes in, yep. you know, and then. And then you have uh, uh, you're at the top of the first aisle here, where a lot of the food vendors and stuff would go, and it would be a wide variety of stuff. But the thing is, is that now at one time Porkfest tried to buy them and then get a premium on them. And then well, we're they, not Porkfest. Porcupine Freedom. Fest. I know, I know. Yeah. Porcupine Freedom Festival is another, which is one of the reasons why there's Porkfest. You know, yeah. it's a little bit more just freedom oriented and it doesn't have these problems. But um, when they did that. The rebellion went into the campground. That's right. And then it diversified. And then you start to see what you're talking about. They're starting to pull back into the higher traffic areas and so on. It's amazing over a decade to sit here and watch the free market and the incentives and how it works and why and the motivations. Well, the porcupine, yeah, and we've we've discussed this, I think, to an exhaustive extent over the last two weeks, what happened with the Porcupine Freedom Festival taking over with that control that you're talking about, Ernie, and driving the marketplace out of the, the hot zone. And just killing this these these few it, rows here. Yeah, just, it, it wasn't malicious. It was, it was just a mistake. Yeah, it was. And you know, it's it's not like you know, it's just a, whenever you create an organization, sooner or later, it becomes more important than the reason you created it. I mean, you know, it's just that's just the way it is. So you try and keep that at a minimum. You try and do this, you know, declaration of independence of the only purpose of government is, and then they do whatever they want to do anyway. But you know, it's the idea, and you can see it in action here when people are left alone and free. It's amazing how much abundance they bring with them, and they share. Maybe for a profit. Yeah. And so they are incentivized. You're happy. I, I, don't, I brought the bus. We're all stocked up. But I didn't have to. 
And a lot of times we just do. I'm, I'm going looking for food. Oh, I yep. got to have Chinese stir fry now tonight. Okay, yeah, whatever. You know, can I put some of his eggs in it? <laughs> the food's been great here, by the way. I've really enjoyed uh, what we've had available. It's been a few different folks who've been consistently cooking. Yep. So and that's there's, nice. There's a lot of competition. I didn't expect that. I thought that food might actually be hard to come by. Uh-huh. As, you know, Monday night hit and Tuesday night hit, and the only people cooking were like Silver Dave. But now there's actual competitions. I mean, a choice. Of uh, there was where competition I want to eat on tonight. Monday and I, on Tuesday night. There were, uh, I think, I ate at Astrid and Stones on one of those two. They nights. weren't ready yet. They were just like, hey, man, we're chilling. I got to start working right today. I mean, damn. So they don't really let you know until you walk the sidewalks at the asphalt. You know, the kind of you know grids out through the system. You walk on there, and they have chalk signs. Mm-hmm. That are pointing to different places and what they have and what they do and everything. You want to? You don't have billboards. You have billboards on your walkway. I saw some chalking uh, during the Porcupine Freedom Festival days. Yeah. I didn't see a whole lot of it, or at least I didn't notice it uh, in the in the last. That's week. how you knew what they, you know, if somebody was open and what they had. What uh, the reason mm-hmm. I was knowing was because there's a Telegram chat room where they will post and also they will give me up a on chalk on a sidewalk two-way. any day. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm just saying I didn't notice it. I don't know if, if you noticed. I, any I chalking. haven't seen chalk. I don't not think. In the last, not I, in the last I week. had. That's how I knew. Well, I mean, you know, it lasts. As I long mean, if as only it lasts. we had some sort of mobile application that people could use. Used to keep track of. Well, yeah, Ernie, I don't know if you heard, but right in the middle of this week, Aria released an app for Forkfest. Of course you did. Is it Wahovia tracking, I get ads, and Facebook knows everything app? It is not. It is no. not. Well, that is very interesting. Tell me all about it. It is a Eventify app. Uh, so it's a competitor to Whova. Yeah. And uh, they've been really responsive. Uh, we're working with them, hopefully, to have it decentralized so that people can add events directly. At the moment, people have to make me aware of things or Ian or Mikey or a few others aware of things that so we can add them. But hopefully by this time next year. And, of course, all of this is being done on the fly because everyone here kind of sucks at planning things out. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'm doing French toast right now. It's like, okay, but you knew you were going to do this 24 hours ago, so you probably should have advertised that a little bit. Yeah, it'd but be it better. Just, yeah, yeah, it just yeah. doesn't seem to It's, a, it's the infrastructure. It's the capability. Well, I think the reason, yeah, the reason people have never done the planning here is because it, it was kind of pointless. Uh, you post it to the ForkFest chat or something like that, it immediately gets swept away by people arguing about taking pictures or whatever. And, I mean, we heard this a few minutes ago on the radio with uh, both Duke and L. Stone just going back and forth, both of them advertising. It was almost like they were competing with one another because uh-huh. one would say something what they were doing and the other would. It's, it's not efficient, you know? Yeah. Well, it is one way of, uh, of reaching out to no, folks. No, I am Well, this is when we had Jackalope Freedom No, it's Freedom great, Festival. but it's always live. This is what we're yeah. doing right now right, right. instead of saying, okay, well, I know I'm going to be hungry tomorrow night. can't look at a list of night. things to do. Well, the, until now. We had yeah. this problem with the Jackalope mainly because we didn't have internet access. So that was a whole other thing. Hold so, that thought, Ernie, if you want to talk about that here. We can continue in just a moment. This is Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2020 here at Rogers Campground, the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. And you can go to ForkFest.Party to learn more about the events. And hopefully you'll join us in 2021. Free Talk Live at ForkFest 2020. Go to ForkFest.Party to learn more about the events. And uh, there's now an app, which is what we were just talking about. You can link to that uh, there. 
Also want to let you know that Ethereum smart contracts enable Intercoin to be traded against Bitcoin, Ethereum, as well as a growing set of tokens pegged to your favorite fiat currency. Intercoin can be used to turn these into virtual versions of Bitcoin or U.S. dollars that have all the advanced features of Intercoin community currencies. They would finally be spendable in everyday payments, be programmable, instantly convertible, generate analytics, and more. When done, people can cash out back into the original versions. Think of Intercoin as a decentralized layer two solution that isn't controlled by anyone. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms on the internet and in meat space. And we think that is important here on Free Talk Live. So important that we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think freedom is important, too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. That's intercoin.org. Ernie, you were just getting into telling us about uh, the Jackalope Freedom Festival, which is a long-running uh, camping festival in Arizona and overcoming some technical challenges because it's in the forest. You know, there's there's no infrastructure of any kind. You it's don't not, get toilets. No, nothing. Right. Well, no, the Jack Jackalope. Who's that guy? I don't know. He's over there somewhere. He's like a snipe hunt. And uh, you know what happens is you go. Um, we need to have somebody in charge of in charge to interface with the man. Well, if nobody does that, then who interfaces with the man? Who, now, which man will you have to interface with? Be the, uh, the Forest Service. So you're on federal Yeah, land. it's in the forest. We're okay. in the forest. You know, oh, no, there's no, like, you know, liber land in America. Uh, you know, the, right. the, the least amount of government you can get is, you know, either private or it's in the forest, which is supposed to belong to everybody. So they have know? to get permission to have this festival? No, what happens is you can go camping, and the only limitation is two weeks. You know, you, two weeks okay. any one place. So we go start on the weekend, then it becomes like a two-week thing now. But the um, when you go there, if you're doing it as an individual, your family or, or family's doing it or something, you're just in the forest. It's when you hit over 70 people. Well, how do you know it's 70 people? Oh, you had 70 likes on your Facebook page. You're not allowed now. you got to get a <laughs> permit. So what we would do is we would rent porta-potties. We'd mm-hmm. need uh, like a dozen porta-potties for this thing. Right. There'd be hundreds of people there. So you, you, you do, who did that? Who's that guy? Usually it's who's as well, a microphone. whoever wants to do it. Whoever wants to provide the service. Yeah, but he must know somebody about something about this gathering to do that. We want to talk to that guy. He had a okay. he had, he has he, he he got like an invoice. He, he used payment. Well, we'd always pay in crypto. You know, there's some guy up there doesn't know. I mean, I just got paid and I to deliver. I delivered it here. I pick him up. I I don't know the jackalope. I don't know. Go find him. You know. So we, that was the only infrastructure that was there and what they would try and grasp onto. Mm-hmm. So without internet, you know, out in the forest, forest in northeastern Arizona, you know, how do we do this? Well, you bring in, you know, either satellite or they get on top of one of the mountains and they do a micro or the receiver and they boost it down to the valley, but. What the first solution was to have Jackalope, and now you're getting signal everywhere, but, you know, Jackalope was a mesh network that they created so they could have a schedule. Because if you had a schedule, who did the schedule? Who keeps the schedule? How much organizes the schedule? How do I get on the schedule? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to change the schedule, you know. And uh, we we're like, nope. I go, I'm not, I ain't doing it. So I, you guys, peace out. Do what you want. So that's what happened. It became sure. a, a, a mesh network that people communicate and put their stuff up themselves. Sounds like the two-way radios would be very useful there. People had radios, but I think they just kind of add a favor because a lot of times you, you hear them all the time, you know, people talking or announcing. To it. And that's like in the first years, there were the PA system. 
Well, almost some are definitely abused the PA system. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, but but uh, that was how you communicated. So the, the the jack net or whatever, you know, would be a lot better. How many years has that been going on? Uh, it's going Fest. into its eighth or ninth. You when know, is it? It's happening this year, right? Yeah, no, it's the first weekend they're in August. Gonna, and we've gone to every it. one. I don't, I don't know if we'll be able to make this one. We might. You know, I mean, I always say that about everything, and I always wind up going to all of them anyway, you know. Cause, sure. You know, so you know. what are the chances they're going to cancel two weeks before the event happens? No, there is no cancel. Okay. You know, who cancels? Yeah. You know, you're going or you're not going. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when on March 21st. Well, we had what a, if because of the permit that's needed, the federal government. There is no permit. You said that there's a gathering of more if than 70 people. If you're over 70 people, uh-huh. how do you count that? Who's that? Well, you can't. They can count the heads. Yeah, absolutely. And they come in too. They the second, third year. They, they really brought in the helicopters and battle route and the M sixteen. We're gonna explain it to you. They come in and they're looking. All right, who's in? We don't know. And by the time they got to the tent that said Agris Market that Alma had, it had a uh, free hugs cop block uh, camera up in the corner uh-huh. of the bus, and they're like, "Top of the morning to you, ma'am." We were just one. You know, it got all nice, and there was nobody in charge. Uh huh. Sure. You know, but who did the porta potties? I don't know. Jack did. Go get them. Some bitch. If I find them, I'll tell you about it. They might be a so, little more enforcing with the COVID nonsense. See, this is what. Stuff. This, but who gets to decide? The forestry service. No, the government. The individual that wants to go, they go. Don't go. The government doesn't care about that. I, it doesn't matter. I don't care about that either. If who they went? say you're breaking the rules, they'll kick you out or they'll yes. arrest you. Yes, as an individual. How often do they come sure. in there? Is it every year or is it a, every few years? I mean, when? How often do you that see one these time. guys? Just once. Yeah, okay. no, we had ta- we had done it on the radio show. I had talked uh, and recorded the conversation of the f- forest ranger ranger person, and we're offering that come give you know map classes. Coming, I mean, hell yeah, man, this is awesome. We found out what the deal was, and it's not that big. I- I'm interested in the COVID thing, what they're going to try and. With the power that they have, or they've accumulated or taken from everybody, they're going to come out and try to explain it to you. You know, well, there is a master owner of this plantation, and it's not you. You know, sure. I thought it would belong to everybody. I thought all the slaves got equal access. <laughs> no, 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 mm-hmm. no. Because imagine this: when things get really bad, where do the people go? They take to the you know the king's land and killing the king's deer or whatever. You know. Well, that was the idea we hopefully got away from. It's it's like ours. It's our survival backup plan, America. You know that's why we go to Cabela's. I mean, you know that kind of deal. So they're going. Nope, nope. You're not allowed. Who's saying that? Where's the crown that says this? What is it? So then they go, well, you got to have a permit. There's too many. Too many what? Friends, family, kind of, you know, which group do I got to be? I'm in a group? What kind of group? You're... This was an experiment for us. We did our best to try and do this exact same thing on everything from the beginning. Because when they start wanting to do Skype, well, we can use Google Calendar. Are you kidding me? You know, I, I'm, I, so this is why this is a good experiment. And this year is going to be really interesting. Who will go? What will they do if they do go? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, how many will go? You know, Good so, question. So I, I don't know. So it's like Forkfest where there's no tickets. There's no tickets. People just show up. Just do it. Mm-hmm. The only limitation that and there when used is it to be is 14 days you can stay. When is this? It's the first weekend in August, which means it okay. starts, you know, like early and goes late. You know, same kind of thing. So it's just the weekend. It's not a week-long Things, just the weekend. No, it winds up being a two-week-long thing. Okay. Okay. You know, it started off as a weekend. It was really kind of four days. People that's that similar to what right. happened with Pork yeah, Fest. that's, you know, that's, that's exactly. That's why it wouldn't surprise to me how this would go. I go, if you just keep it unorganized, it'll have its own breathing, you know. It'll go, yeah. and you can't stop it. It didn't matter if you had other festivals here or not. Fork Fest was coming. 
unless they you know, barred the place and they had to, right. you know, MRAM or whatever the hell at the gate or something. And or or well, uh, luckily Crosby the Free State Project went and it went in a different direction, and they allowed people to come here without tickets this year. And then, and that was the right choice for them to make. They did the right thing. Who? The Free State Project. They allowed people to be in the campground this year without. Oh, they uh, weren't police and wristbands. Yeah, no, no. That's See, why I, Fork you know, I got my wristband, everything. But I don't. I have to wear a wristband. Why don't you just freaking chip me, man? I, whatever. You know. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind doing it. It was not that big. But if I didn't have to, I'm not. What did you go to the Porcupine Freedom Festival? Uh, I went to the pavilion to see Tom Woods. Okay. Okay. And. Um, Oh, he was on Saturday. And I hung right? out at the fire sometimes and everything, but yeah, I, I, no, not really. I didn't even know there was there. You mean there was like, like a schedule? Did somebody hand me yeah, a piece of paper? There was. Oh, was it on my smartphone? I don't know. And it was on that terrible <laughs> Hoover app. They had right. a white. They had a whiteboard. Oh, right. did they? Yeah, down by the uh, registration. Oh, did I have area. to walk down there uh, for it? I, I never. Just, you know, give me a mesh, man. I, I stayed a safe distance from the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year, other than going down there at night when they had fires and stuff. And well, we did the picture. There was did no you guys quarter. go in the picture? I did, yeah. Yeah, you know, we went in the picture, so we get in the picture. You know, we got a picture. I bought my pass with Goldbacks on the very last day. So, yeah. I went oh, there you there. go. There was a fire last night here, uh, actually. There was. A pretty, was a pretty big one that they did down the hill. Uh, so they, I guess they talked to the campground, and the campground said no fires in the bowl right now due to the fireworks show or something that they're going to be setting up today oh, yeah. uh, or something like that. I think that, that was the sense. reason Well, they for bought it. a bunch of wood. You know, I was talking to someone, like you are saying, you know, vending. Or this is how it happens. Uh, Crosby has a That's wood- the owner of the park. Yeah, the owner of the park has a um, uh, a bin up by the office that's full of firewood. And they're like, I don't know, $10 a pack or $8 mm-hmm. a pack or whatever the heck it is, right? So uh, you can go down the road and you can get off the campground. You can find other price. Yeah, they're selling 4 bucks, 3 50 or right. whatever. You're fine. Yeah. yeah, but they're selling. Go, yeah, we'll go down there and get it. You yeah. know, <laughs> you want to save. Well, you convenience know, is expensive. Yeah, yeah, if it saves you, you know, it costs you 10 bucks. If I don't have to go anywhere, then, you know, what the hell? You know, so anyway, so they brought in a bunch of wood. Well, what was Crosby had to say about that? And I go, what did he have to say? I am very curious. What did he have to say about that? I don't think he cares, man. He goes, it was last year is when they had this discussion. And he said, as long as you're not selling it for less than what I'm selling it for up there. More coming up here in a moment. We can continue. You can stick with us, right, Ernie? Anarcho Vegas 2020 is a conference about changing the world through personal actualization and creation through markets. Get inspired to better yourself and better the world. Speakers include Jim Bell, Larkin Rose, Avins O'Brien, G. Edward Griffin, Walter Block, Amanda Rockwitz, Ernie Hancock, and more. Get your tickets for just $20.20 at anarchovegas.com and use code FTL to save 10% off VIP tickets. July 19th, join Free Talk Live for anarchovegas.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2020, kicking off what is going to be the final hour of ForkFest recorded shows. Maybe if we see somebody else we got to talk to, we'll drag them over and do you know bonus uh, interviews or something like that. So I don't know if we're necessarily going to be done after this hour or, or not. We'll see. Uh, but basically, our plan is we've nailed a bunch of shows out in advance. So essentially, we've been at least one show in advance the whole time. And the idea is that way we can actually take a day off. And, and relax, on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, the, it's good to have you point. guys here, man. It's it's awesome. Oh, we're going to be here. We're just not going to be broadcasting likely on. No, that's uh, what I mean. Saturday. I don't. I get your headphones off, you, and let's party. 
Yeah, well, I mean, Whoa. we've been. There's been plenty of partying going on. I mean, there's been no shortage of uh, that sort of activity here at Fork Fest. There's been enough partying that I've had to take, you know, time a couple off nights from off. partying. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. It's, it's been, been a long two weeks. It has been. Uh, and it's been great. It really has been fantastic. You were talking just a moment about, uh, ago, Ernie, about some of the, the you know, the, the very few rules that do exist here. I mean, Crosby, the owner of uh, Rogers Campground, has been great. He's been Cheers. very, very hands-off uh, as far as letting these festivals kind of do their thing. And uh, you were just mentioning that oh, if you're going to sell firewood on the property, well, you can't you can't undercut Crosby, right. uh, and it's his property. He gets to make those decisions. So ultimately, when we say that people Fork are Fest- serviced, he's not you know being dissed, you yeah. know, disrespected, and he's just uh, you don't care. Ultimately, when we say when we say that uh, Fork Fest is a decentralized camping festival, what that means is is that there's no central organiza- organization behind Fork Fest. But there is a central owner of Rogers Campground, and there are a few rules uh, to be had on the campground. Although that said, he's not he hasn't gone insane with this "you can't undercut me" thing, right? Like I don't think he's gone to he's uh, the, the midnight the snacks years. guy and demanded that he charge less than the store charges, you know, for a right. bottle of water or. Or a, or a soda or something like that. So he's got a, got a couple things he's concerned with, like the firewood, uh, and I think that's about it, right? Well, there's not a whole lot to it, you know, other than he keeps the ground. I'm going, this is a lot of grass to mow. I go, how do you yeah, do this? Is. He goes, well, let's see, you start on Monday. And you, you know, keep going. You go until you're done Thursday, Friday, and then the next week you do it start again. Start on Monday again. You know, yeah. and uh, so I've, I've seen him out here. You know, they, they've got their tractor mower things, yep. and they take care of business. He's um, evolved over the years, too. I've interviewed him every year. You know, yep. tell me about the new clipboard uh, demand of uh, shiny badge gun guys, you know, whatever they were trying to tax mm. him for or something, whatever. So he really enjoys the participation of the Free State Project because they are – a voice for him. He yeah. likes it. He, he gets a lot out of this relationship. And the other thing is, is that, and, and, and the town people understand, or they come out and they expand it going, hey, man, this is, this is you know, this is not what they say. You know, this is awesome. And uh, CNN has been out here, uh, public broadcasting. There's all kinds of coverage. Yeah. Vice came out here one year. Yeah, they have, everybody got to have a say. But if they're in the community, then they understand. And a lot of people, Crosby talks about people that are just here for like the Fourth of July thing, or you know, is there a festival? And what they, and all of a sudden they're going to the poker games, and they're yeah. having, and they're like, <laughs> "What the hell? This is awesome!" You know, right? And um, so, and Crosby and I go just about every year. We've probably been over half a dozen times over the years. We go golfing. We just went yesterday. That's right. Yeah. You it's know, your tradition. So I get the I get the skinny man. What? And it's really just that he doesn't care. He don't want to know. Right. You know, <laughs> if I knew everything, then I'd have to have an opinion. I don't want to have an opinion. Yep. But um, so he's really cool about it. And as it's long all, as people aren't fighting, you know, and, leave them and, alone. Well, in the years when you've had like 3,000 people here on the campground, a bunch of Liberty guys, what happens at the end? They pick up all their stuff. Mm-hmm, hopefully. They're clean. Yep. You know, well, there's somebody always takes responsibility for what's left over kind of right. thing, you know. But um, uh, people, there's not cigarette butts everywhere. You know, you put them yeah. in the fire ring or something, you know, they'll, they'll be a butthead. That was another thing that I noticed. Over the years, when it first started, you would have outside the pavilion or something, I respect for people that want to be by the smoke, there'd be 40, 50, 60 guys out there having smoke between whatever. Uh-huh. And and they're all fat and chubby, and uh, I, all my shirts had to be extra large and, you know, that kind of stuff, right? So then uh, uh, over the years, people started eating better. They started getting healthier. They're a lot thinner. I bet they lost a, a, a easy 20%, 25% of weight. 
Yeah. You know, it's just all of a sudden, and then they're just vaping, and then there's five guys out there. Uh-huh. Then there's, you know, it's changed. You can see the social uh, influence or just logic and reason, decision, people on their own. You didn't need to be told anything. The diff- technology changed. You know, information changed. Right. They got healthier. That And the big thing, they start understand at least what questions to ask, like this COVID thing and so on. I go, okay, I get the risk. I understand. I know the BS of the whatever. I'm do- I, I make my own rational decision. My kids can go play. You know, I'm going, God, and, and being in an atmosphere like that, just that it exists, I'm looking for festivals and communities and places like this across the entire country. That's what I'm going to be doing over well, the next year. Well, unfortunately, you're going to not find a whole lot because uh, just yesterday might. we got the news that Anarcho Vegas and Crypto Vegas have canceled. We got the news that Freedom Fest has canceled. So, really? Yeah, all the Vegas festivals, uh, Freedom Festivals, are wow. gone. Wow. Uh, now, they're all planning on coming back in 2021. But you can go camping in Arizona if you want. <laughs> yeah, well, Jackalope is going to happen, apparently. They might, they might helicopter you or something. You don't know. But, you know well, so out- far, no cops uh, out here. Uh, we haven't had any issues with uh, the police. I think at one point they rolled into the parking lot and rolled right back out. I don't know what yeah, they were I, doing. I who did? They were doing. The police. Uh, the county sheriff or something like that. There was, It seemed like there was a van that was having some sort of issue, so they may have called them in for, for some reason. Uh, but they, didn't, they never actually entered the, the actual park area, so there was no issues whatsoever with, well, with the Well, that's what Crosby does. That is his role, and that's how he sees it. He goes, look, it's a private event. Yeah. You know, you pay to whatever, you're in my, and I, you know, none shall pass the gate. You know, you got a warrant. You know, somebody called, right. you know, none shall pass. And that's the deal that he has with them. Because he, he knows the city council and the, you know, the local police and sheriff's department and everything. And they, they understand each other. And because it's so peaceful and there isn't a problem and it boosts like Shaw's, the main grocery, they said it's 8 to 10% increase when uh, we come up here. No kidding. So they're, uh, wow. and that's significant when you got a COVID thing going on. Yeah. And they're going, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. They're not bothering anybody. It's all good. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's uh, It's been a great event. What are your reflections here, Ernie? Even though uh, ForkFest isn't over yet, you're staying, I imagine, till Sunday. Is that right? Maybe Monday. I'm in Monday. a hurry. So, uh, you know, you've been here for the whole time. You've been here for the— Saturday the, night. Last Saturday night we came in. Yeah. So you were here for the entirety of the Porcupine Freedom Festival yep. week, and you've been here for this whole week. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts? How was it? Peace. Yeah. Peace of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's a big draw. You know, people got a lot of stress, man. Financial, this, that, so on. I tell you what was the most inspirational. Well, if they're stressed financially, a two-week vacation to Fort Fest is probably not the best idea. You know, there are um, way more expensive vacations, though. Yeah, it may have been. It may have been uh, financially, or they got other stuff to worry about, or they're going to go back to their problems, or so on. But there are solutions here. You know, it's just the attitude of yes. You know, I mean, they, they tried to take the yes, or I got to go ask somebody if I can have a yes. You know, where's your permit? Where's your application? Instead of a vacation, you could just move right. and then make this your first two weeks in New Hampshire, and then you Which move happens. wherever you're going to move it. That know, does happen. That's that what I did. Yeah. <clears throat> that happens a lot. You know, I remember that happens a lot. I got many examples. But uh, what was interesting that I saw differently here is that the rigs are more technologically advanced. The rigs? Yeah, they're campsites, they're, they're cars, they're trailers, they're RVs, they got mm-hmm. power, they got infrastructure, they got, you know, it's a tiny house. And then they come and they see the love bus or, or other things, and they go, wow, you can do it, wow, this, I go, yeah, this is the point I'm making. On my show, I'd always go, there's three things, you need water, energy, and communication. 
So I took care of the energy part, you know, the water part, you know, you got filters and all that kind of stuff. And I can, can oh, my air conditioning, I can condense a gallon or two, but, you know, but the, uh, uh, so water's a thing, but it was communications, the internet. And then with uh, Starlink coming on, satellites and so on, I want to see how that works, how the man's going to, you know, whatever that. But that's, that changes everything because a lot of these guys you know, are IT. I mean, there have definitely been years here where the cell service was so bad that you just about couldn't use crypto. And it, it's steadily yeah. improving. Yeah, yeah, yeah doing a crypto exchange, that's not a problem anymore because you know, it doesn't require a whole bunch of signal anyway. No. But it does require something. Something. So, so you, you found it peaceful. You found it relaxing. You had a good time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I needed this, but it's also we were doing a lot of work here. But sure. you know, amongst so are we. you know, and, and and lobbying. You know, I'm you know, I'm a lobbyer. I go. I want more, more freedom. I want more hailing frequencies invisible to the crown. I want more and better and faster than what I want to get on it. Hey, all you smart guys do it. And you're getting ready to kick off uh, a tour, which you just mentioned a moment ago. We definitely need to talk about that, what that is going to entail. I believe it's going to start very soon. Uh, so we'll get into that with Ernie Hancock. He's here with us from Declare Your Independence and The Love Bus. We'll tell you about that coming up here on Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2020. Live. We're at ForkFest 2020 here on uh, what is for us the Friday. And for you listening, it is Saturday night in the final hour of our what is normally a live Saturday show. We will resume live programming tomorrow night with our Sunday night show broadcast from our usual Keen studio. So if you've been itching to get on the air with us, uh, tomorrow night will be your first night back where you can do that. Uh, but we continue here from the beautiful Rogers Campground in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's too late for you to come up for ForkFest this year. But uh, mark your calendar for that week around or just before the 4th of July, Independence Day in 2021. We're expecting we're going to return uh, because, thankfully, this event was able to go on. And so many other events have canceled, as I mentioned. Well, there's uh, no one who can cancel this one except, you know, Crosby. Crosby. Could. And he didn't. Crosby said, you know what, we're going to do it and we're going for it. And it was one awesome. thing he said, he goes, it costs a couple hundred thousand dollars to prep. You know what, what I mean? does? Their campground. For what? You got it. You know, all this stuff has to be filled with antifreeze, you know, hundreds of gallons of antifreeze. To prep so for the it, winter? Yeah, to oh. prep for the winter. But I don't want to drink antifreeze. You got to drain it. You know, you got yeah. to prep the site. You got to mow it. You got to trim. You got to blah, blah, Jeez. blah. You got to have employees. You got to order all your inventory. You got to, you know, you, there's wow. work. Wow. You know? I had no idea that. It so he goes, I turned that on and he goes, like the water slide. Mm-hmm. This water slide is fiberglass, and it sets in the ground, so it freezes, what and then it makes slide? it crack a little bit. It's over there by the miniature golf course. They have a freaking big water slide, miniature golf course, and tennis courts, and pool. And all. You, you know I, that, I, that I crap's over there, right? I, I don't come here to play mini golf. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Right. <laughs> but the, uh, you can see it from the road. But the... Um, but uh, he didn't turn it on because it's like $4,000 in permits, inspections, and oh, to get God. it uh, resurfaced to do. And then there's not enough people because of all the crap that's going on right. that would justify him opening that and spending $4,000. So the water park's closed. And you know, most people here never even knew it existed anyway. So, yeah, it's you, true. It's true. You know? <laughs> but, the, uh, but no, this is a, this is a, a vacation place for family. Come, you can see it. As we're sitting here, it's filling up. Yeah. yeah. You know? 
you know, for the Fourth uh, of July thing, and none of us have been here for Fourth of July. No, nope. but we hear about it all the time, and it's like a big shindig. Well, Taryn went last year. Uh, Taryn Lupo uh, and also Roger Paxton. They both they heard about the thing yeah. and they wanted to kind of go check it out. And I said, hey, let me know. You know how how full is the park? Because Crosby wants you to believe the whole place sells out completely, right. and it's probably not the case. It's probably like you know two thirds full or three quarters full. So there was still some open space. So that's why we decided because that's why we decided we could mix in with the rest of the people who are here on uh, Independence Day weekend. Yeah, see, that's the thing. You know, Crosby, he might, yeah, you know, you want to not, you know, scare the horses too much. You know, that's his thing. But, yeah. you know, this year he was cool about it. Last year we talked to him last year about all this yeah. kind of stuff. And, and I think uh, I think he'd probably be happy. He's glad to have us here. And everybody that's here for Fork Fest, you know, they're good people. Everybody's laid back. Yeah, it's yeah. been a good, good group so far. So, Ernie, you're getting ready to kick off. You mentioned this earlier in, in our interview just briefly that uh, you're going to be touring around the country You've got your own bus now. It's a former, I believe, Greyhound bus. Yeah, it's an MCI 1980 bus that used to be a Conway bus. Oh, okay, okay. You know, because we found pictures in an envelope in the cabinetry mm. as we we're, you know, remodeling, doing different stuff of the guy that got it and, mm. uh, and the stages of him doing it. He stripped the whole thing out and built the whole thing himself. So it was already mostly done as far as turning. Oh yeah, this yeah, bus yeah, yeah. Into yeah. The only RV. thing when you go in there that you see that we did inside the infrastructure mm-hmm. is what we we were under the bus more than we yeah. were inside the thing was that cab we have a I, it runs the full length, like 16 feet long, and broken up into three sections. So it has a little table that folds down, a larger middle one, and then another little one where the kind of the dining nook thing is. And what we did is we built storage into the against the wall below the windows, and then and it's all solid oak, wood, maple, whatever the hell, and uh, as is the whole thing. And then we got new furniture, you know, that we put in leather, nice maroon, goes with our southwestern motif thing inside. And then we have you know some new LED lights and mood lights and, you know, uh, rails that we made and copper hammered color painted. That's our rack for doing uh, cameras and lighting equipment. And yeah, you got a whole studio in this bus. But these fold-down things, they fold down and cover for when we're moving, and it keeps everything in place. And then when we open them up, it has my uh, talk show table, mm-hmm. my wife's producing table, and then we have uh, extra space where she does a lot of work. And your plan is to go across the United States on a tour? In this bus? LoveBusLibertyTour.com. Okay. We're just I'll give it to you. It's not as long as declare your independence with ErnieHancock.com. <laughs> That's for Ernest the Hancock. That's for the can't email. shorten the Ernie. It oh, it's Ern- Ernest. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> it's even longer than I thought. Amazing. <laughs> now, okay, Ernie, this is a, this is not a new idea. It's a, it's another in a long line of uh, Liberty Tours across yeah, the country. Yeah, I've been inspired been, by all the guys. Yeah, you, you know, in the past, uh, the boys from Cop Block, uh, exactly. they did the Motorhome Diaries where it was, I think, 2007 or something or 2008. They went around the country, and then they did Liberty on Tour, Liberty so they changed tour, the yeah. name. Then then they did the Cop Block Tours after that, so just those guys have been doing this over the years. And, and, they, and I remember Liberty on Tour, what they were looking for was, you know, Liberty in the United States. They wanted to find out what the status of Liberty was, and they didn't find out a whole lot of good things about uh, freedom back in 2008. Yeah, but they, and they, I think it's going to be even worse for you in 2020. Yeah, but I'm not doing it the same way. I, 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 I have a different method, but, you know, it's a, you know, there'd be, you know, chalking sidewalks in front of police stations. I mm-hmm. mean, they came to Phoenix and everything, and we hooked them up with Sheriff Arpaio and had him not be a, too big a jerk while they did whatever, you know. And, and you know, we helped, but, and we sponsored. You know, we mm-hmm. had uh, yep, so you know, sponsorship we. on there, yeah. And um, But, uh, yeah, they're inspirational. That was not the problem. My thing is it was the technology. 
You know, you didn't have the power ability that we have now mm-hmm. with the solar and the inverters and the uh, the batteries mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. That was that was always a limitating factor on that. And uh, the communication, where was the Internet? The Internet wasn't near, you know, much then as it is now. I mean, it's probably freer, you know, mm-hmm. which is, you know, kind of balances out, you know. But um, so that's what I'm doing. And my technique is we go to places that people need help, you know, and, and we have a focus, this mandate of uh, vaccines. I'm going, this is not good. Whenever you got forced notions and potions from the crown into your flesh and your kids. That's scary. You know, I'm that that is that's man. I don't use this word a lot, but God, man, it's hard to say it's Nazi stuff, man. Mm -hmm. You know, this is this is I'm going what? And and I tell you what the thing as a junior high kid, you hear about the Holocaust, World War Two and the Nazis and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, and Mao and everything. And and you go, how did the people allow that to happen? You know, what was this? What didn't they see? You know, and as we're starting to kind of live that stuff now, you see it's the Karens, man. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's just, you know, what they saw is they saw they had a voice. They could complain and they had the shiny badge of the state encouraging them to. And I got a phone number and I 911 of a, there's somebody over there Snitch without a mask. Line. I'm like, whoa, because we had always thought that. How did the East Germany, Stasi do it? How did they, you know, V for Vendetta, surveillance kind of mm-hmm. thing? How did we get Big Brother in our freaking pockets all that? How, 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 how? One, because they can. And and we put up with it for convenience. And then that empowers but the people. But it's not convenient. That- What's going on is not convenient. What's going on is is inconvenience. So people are putting up with it because of fear. They are actually being inconvenienced. Because of their fear. So now you've got to put on a damn mask. Well, I'm not going to, and I have not. Nor am I. Uh, but, uh, but people around the country are obediently doing what they are told, even though it takes them more time, even though it costs them more money. They yeah. Now you've got to put up plexiglass in every business. Now you got to mandate this, and you got to mandate yeah, that. Yeah, it seems kind of planned to me, man. You know, this is, or they knew. You know, it, 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 they'll do, government will push as far as they can get away That's with That's what they're whatever. doing. And they are getting away with almost everything they're pushing for, so they're going to keep doing it. Stick with us, Ernie. We'll continue to hear more about the Love Bus Tour that's kicking off. We'll give you uh, more details on that. And this is Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2020. Go to ForkFest.party to learn more. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with any pay. You earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you get the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Talk Live. We're here at ForkFest 2020, and you can go to ForkFest.party and learn more about the event. One of the few things you'll be able to do at all in 2020, or that you would have been able to do if you had actually come up to join us, because at this point, if you haven't, it's too late. Uh, that's not to say it's too late to come up and enjoy the beautiful Rogers Campground. This place is open uh, right up until mid-October. It gets a little chilly by that point, so you probably want to come in September or August if you still, or July, if you can uh, make it up to New Hampshire. This is a great place uh, to get yourself situated. You're a little away from uh, some of the southern things in New Hampshire, like most of the cities, but that's actually a good thing, because you get a little peace and quiet you got uh, a lot of beauty just surrounded by uh, incredibly beautiful uh, mountain ranges here at rogers campground it's ian and aria special guest ernest hancock here in our remote studio at the uh, north end of the hill 
And right as you enter the park, you will see us here uh, if you were to have come in in the last 24 hours. I am sorry for the people who didn't, though, because it means that they missed the only rock concert that is evidently happening this summer. Yeah, at least the only real concert, because there's not going to be any BS social distancing nonsense in place. Yeah, those things don't count. There will not be uh, (laughs) drive-in mandates. There are these stupid drive-in concerts that they're doing now, Oh, they had the space disco, though. They had a space disco. That's not the same thing as a concert. That's uh, that's a DJ playing music. That's not to say that it was bad. It was awesome. Space disco was amazing. Uh, that was last Friday. Were you there, Ernie? I, I yeah, I stopped you. by. Okay. Jody and I got to dance, and I did you know did my thing. All right, cool. you know this this is the one thing they they um, they want a space disco, and on our pirate ship, the Precariat, they've reserved on the atrium. We got this. I mean, it's a thousand feet long. It's a building in the air and whatever. But uh, what happens is they took that as the space disco because it's also mm-hmm. a spaceship. Go to pirateswithoutborders.com, and top left, it says virtual tour, and you can watch and you can see. But what happens is they have a program to where they're going to have a space disco, and part of it was this. So they had a videographer in there, and it's cool, cool, and we're rock and roll and whatnot. The next one is the Vomit Comet. The Vomit Comet. It's that 707 that they do, the train astronauts, and you go weightless oh, up and down yeah. like five times. So I heard about that. So they're going on that and have the space disco weightlessly on the, on the, on, on this, comp, now, this uh, 707 or whatever. How long do you actually get when they're doing the dive? It's about Isn't it 30 like... to 40 seconds okay. five times. So you got to have it choreographed and be in uh-huh. uniform or costume or whatever. <laughs> so they're going to do that, and then that's a fundraiser for them having the space Disco in space. Actually having Actually a spaceship that you've been this talking about. This is part about. of the promo for going that direction, and yeah. these are the guys that do it. So, uh, Derek so, J. and Steven Zyler, man, you know, I'm going, you go, man. They're We're just going, as crazy as you are. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because Ernie has oh. been talking about uh, having his own spaceship for years. <laughs> He's got the plans on his website. Boom. Uh, you, you're taking you should this email seriously. Elon Musk, man. I, I hear he's sending he's into people that into space. Yeah. You know what happened is the I mean, Orville, he, is, he is a government, you know, shill, but... Yeah, you know, whatever. I'm not worried about him, you know. <laughs> if he can good get you into space, then you can escape the government that he works for. Uh, we're going to space and government's not invited. Yeah. Is Space Force going to have a landing pad in Mars? Uh, He's like, yeah. right there, there's a Space Force landing pad. You know, I want to know that. I want to know if his Starlink is going to have uh, the freedom of ones and zeros if he doesn't care. I need to know this. You know, this is what this Love Bus thing is about. Test this stuff. Oh, yeah, Love Bus. Yeah, this, Love Bus. This is the deal. All right, what's the website for the Love Bus? <clears throat> LoveBusLibertyTour.com. And we're just getting everything started. So now's a good time to go, you know, start enjoying help, whatever. But this is the thing. We're looking for other communities like this and help people that um, want to resist this mandated vaccinations. This is this is not if you don't own yourself, man, that is I don't care what their reason is. Forced notions and potions from the crown is a bad idea every time. But there's another ancillary to that is that do I own myself? It's a property right thing. And then do uh, uh, I own my property? I can pitch the Occupy tent in front of City Hall, and I'm good. But if I take that same tent and put it on land I own mm. without an occupancy permit, you go to jail. Yeah, yeah I'm going, what the heck? When did that happen? You know, So that is kind of our focus on this tour, and to be able to document it and also give some details about the communities that we go to for our grandkids. Where are you planning on going? Do you Wherever have... the wind takes us. Okay. So... Wherever I, I get to sleep at 76-degree weather at night. Okay. 
That that's it. We're so traveling across the weather. We're by end of August. We'll uh, be in the Pacific uh, Northwest, mm-hmm. Oregon, Washington area, Montana, Idaho. You know, there's a lot. So you're going to go across the northern portion of the right. United States to start. Right. We already got. You know, they, you know, they're working out for us to go on Upper Michigan. Nobody mm-hmm. goes there. They don't get any love. Okay, <laughs> you know, so we're going to bring the love, man. There's a bunch of Michigan oh. people here, actually. There's, there are. Yeah, there are that's who I've been talking groups. to. It was pretty cool last mm. night. There were two separate groups of people from the exact same area of Metro Detroit. They didn't even know each other, mm-hmm. but they just so happened to run into each other at the poker I tent. Played poker with them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was cool. They were very interesting. You know, and their first thing was the Ron Paul Evolutions. One of mm-hmm. their friends put up the banner at a pop-up at a strawberry festival, and that's what started the whole thing. You know, really? you know, for them. So I'm just going, I hear these stories all the time. Well, we have some New Jersey stuff, Cleveland, Ohio, Maine. And then, of course, around here, we're going to be spreading the love. And then um, we're, we get done with that. Then we're moving across. And I was going to go speak at Anarcha Vegas till they, you know, canceled it's that. It's canceled. So that gives us an opportunity. We're both going to go to Phoenix and see our kids while they're doing some work on the bus. They are talking about doing a mask march or an anti-mask march in Vegas. Instead of doing Anarcho Vegas, which has been canceled due to the venue, due to the government COVID crackdown nonsense, but they are still planning on doing like a private party and some sort of a civil disobedience event, which will be cool. You know, we had a party March 21st, uh, a goodbye party. You know, a lot of old friends came by and stuff. When you were leaving Arizona. When we were leaving Arizona and Phoenix. And um, that's when it really started amping up. And everybody's like, well, are you going to have a party? Well, I don't know. I don't think you should have a party because I wouldn't go to that party. You know, there's people you've been flying around and everything and partying mm. to get all COVID it up. I don't come. Yeah. But you shouldn't have it because then you'll like have fun. And I won't. And I'm here. Uh-huh. You know? And that's the kind of the attitude. But that, not not very many people. Well, you're an amazing. advocate of love and there's no love in treating other people like they're plague ridden rats. No. You know, there was one. Uh, Dr. Tambury came in a mask and gloves just because 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 well, everybody came. You know, and uh, uh, other than that, so we everybody had to get a selfie with them. You know, this, <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't that bad. You get a hug anyway. But the um, uh, it's really put a it, it's a great issue, and what's happened. And a lot of people say, and Ernie, you picked the worst time to go on. Are you kidding me? This is the best time. There are so many stories out here, and people that are standing up, and sometimes they just need a little love. So we bring it. I wish there were more stories, honestly, and, and that's not to say they didn't exist. Maybe the media was purposefully ignoring a lot of these uh, business owners that were heroically standing up against yeah. all the government mandates. UP Michigan. <laughs> there was the one guy in Michigan, uh, Carl Mankey, the 77-year-old barber who just basically said, "Yeah, screw you. I'm not following, uh, you know, your mandates. I'm going to keep operating that my came business." Up. And he ended up winning 7-0 at the Supreme Court in that case. So huge Yeah, no, success. it's just I was waiting for someone to to just stand up. I'm going, and I was shocked it took so long before yeah, the woman that had the Texas salon that she yep. just opened. And they're going, well, if you're not going to say you're sorry, I'm putting you in jail. You know, send my ass. I, you know, and I, she went to jail. And she went to jail. And then, of course, you know, she raised like half a million dollars in however few days. And they cut days, her loose. You know, and the governor goes, well, no, I, executive order excludes uh, not uh, her. Oh, I didn't know? mean to actually lock anybody up over this. We didn't intend to do that. Oh, my God. I'm oh, so you surprised. Did it wrong. I'm so I'm shocked, shocked. I was just the one happened. who wrote the order that allowed her to be locked right. up. You know, and this is kind of the, you know, I, I like to emphasize these kinds because they are inspirational. This yeah. thing, what we do and how my, you know, tactic of you know, spreading the love is uh, helping people that are loving people. They're good people. They're just screwed. 
You know, people don't like that. They don't like a judge. They don't like the underdog getting the crap beat out of them by David with a club. You know, I, I this is this. And they what do you, don't. They generally don't unless they've been told the underdog is. No, evil it's an increasing number that'll go along with the program. Yeah, but I don't think they're the majority. It doesn't matter if they're the majority. There's a ton of them out there. They're snitching on uh, their neighbors. Stasi. They've East been Germany told, stuff, man. They've been told that it's important because of health, public health, and that, uh, you know, so they've they, it's their job now to be the little snitch society. And it's even worse now than it's ever been, and it's uh, it's tragic. It's so sad to see this happening. And that's why I say, Ernie, it's it's more important now than it has ever been for libertarians, for voluntarists, uh, for people that care about freedom to get up and get out of where you are and get to New Hampshire where we can actually have a large group of people who care about freedom in the same geographic area because it makes a huge difference. Uh, we got more coming up here. Stick with us for the final segment of Free Talk Live. More with Ernest Hancock. And uh, this is Free Talk. Talk Live. We are at ForkFest 2020. Go to ForkFest.party, learn more about this event and uh, when it might be happening next year. Probably, I'm going to guess the same time frame. But uh, actually, this is one of the things I wanted to ask you, Ernie. Uh, we were asking some folks last night, just sort of around and about, uh, especially people who've been to ForkFest previously, uh, because the last uh, three, so this is the fourth ForkFest, the last three of them had happened prior to the dates of the Porcupine Freedom Festival and sort of sort of existed based on the existence of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, meaning that yeah, we came we, early, meaning that we were waiting to, uh, you know, find out when the Porcupine Freedom Festival was going to happen so we could then announce when ForkFest was. Right. Uh, and then at the end of last year, people who've been around for a while were talking about, well, maybe we should move this event to after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And so that's how it is this year for the very first time. So, Including 4th of July. And that was the, the the other benefit. So the idea was, instead of us leading into the Porcupine Freedom Festival and building into that, now the Porcupine Freedom Festival builds up and then leads into ForkFest. So it's the reverse kind of a situation. Right. The question is, and, and then we benefit also because we get the uh, the extra people here, just the, the regular folks who are here to enjoy their Independence Day weekend. We get to mix in with them, and I think there's some benefits the to that. Independent-minded people that came to we, enjoy during COVID. As we would expect, right? Like the, these of the, the brave people actually coming out and traveling. and uh, So, I mean, what are your thoughts on doing it before versus doing it after, given that you've been here the whole time? I don't care. You have no you preference. Know, you know, I, I think we should have tried after. You know, I'm glad that, you know, it kind of worked out that way. And I, I remember last year talking to Crosby about it, and he had concerns, you know, about uh, how messed up would the field be for the 4th mm-hmm. of July thing, which is a big deal for them. And uh, I don't that's think, where they launched the fireworks. From, yeah, no, the, it's going to be a, sh- a really big shoe that we have missed all this time. And some of the uh, free state guys have come and they think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is awesome. So I, I think if, if Forkfest was able to have the Fourth of July weekend to next time, that'd be awesome. You know. So you like that idea, then? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and before, after, I, I, it didn't. I because what happened when it was before, a lot of people good. I get to come with the, you know, probably people that, you know, I want to hang out with anyway. It's where, you know, Porkfest turned into like the high school dance where 
you know, you go to find out where the cool kids are, hmm. you know, and it was like a week before you missed it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then it was after mm-hmm. and they go, yeah, I think I'm going to stay. So a lot of people that were going to leave like Monday are still here, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, so yeah, I, after, yeah, probably worked out. Yeah. Especially I know that July thing. last night we were speaking with uh, Jessica Love, who is a vendor that stayed for both of the weeks. She was here throughout the first week during the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and she was here this week. Uh, and she said she liked what was going on this year because, the, you know, the Porcupine Freedom Festival was a busy week, right? There were a lot mm-hmm. more people here in the park during that, that week. And uh, so it was like you had this busy week as a vendor, and then you can kind of take it easy for a few days because there mm-hmm. aren't that many people. So it was more like having a vacation after you were done, but yet there's still a bunch of cool people around for the next week. And then it builds up into whatever this weekend is going to be. It's, well, it's still Friday afternoon Well, a lot of these people, are, are, they got a job. You know, they work during the week, and they're coming yep. back. They're going to be here this week. A lot of people are coming back, from what I understand. And a lot of that is because... <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of that is because we can use the Porcupine Freedom Festival to make people aware of ForkFest. That's like, true. A lot of people, you know, they, yeah, they never knew it had even happened. And we didn't do that good of a job at that this year because uh, the Free job. State Project. Yeah, the, the job of alerting people to the fact that this festival exists. There's a lot of people who are here that did not know anything about ForkFest because there's so many first timers coming in. And last year, ForkFest was able to sponsor the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yeah. So we gave away uh, these cool little Fork. Yeah, you got, uh, you got sponsored things. right after it was over. What's that? You sponsored it, and you already had it. You well, know? yeah, that was but it. But it was so, kind of the promotion for this year. Yeah, we were trying it, to it raise worked. aware. Well, I don't know if it did work, because a lot of the people attending the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year were first-timers, so they'd yeah, never actually here. encountered the advertising. And the Free State Project dragged their feet. Chris Wade from Think Penguin was trying to buy a sponsorship, as he did last year for ForkFest, and they wouldn't get back to him. So he was not able to buy a sponsorship. I don't think they dragged their feet. They seemed actively resistant to getting money this year. Could, it could be. I mean, they definitely had sponsors, so they had like four or five different sponsors. So uh, they, they didn't get back to them in, in any kind of decent amount of time. Uh, so ForkFest was not a sponsor. We had a couple banners uh, hung around, but it wasn't like, you know, we didn't have people going around putting signs up on trees or yeah. or flyering or anything like that. Well, it was probably best for this year under the circumstances, everything, to have it as as positive and chill and benefit because and, what happens with social media you know these guys are pro- like last night they had the first pot they put a a prayer candle that featured ron paul when he you says know, pot, he's talking about a poker game a poker, yeah, game. poker game so they had this i mean there this, was pot there too but <laughs> oh Allegedly, sorry yeah. i, I should have been more clear okay. i'm sorry but they, thank you but the uh the first pot in this poker game that they had it went on for a few hours they uh, had, you know, uh, some cards and, you know, just like, you know, get get the game started and who gets that. I take a picture of that and the dealer and the guy that won it and it goes on and boom. You know, he wasn't here for this thing. You know, he's it's, it's Instagram. He's all freedom up now or whatever, you know, and uh, the social media promoting these kinds of things just have their own life. Mm-hmm. And then I want to go be cool with those guys. Sure. Uh, this, oh, it's a Ron Paul prayer candle. Well, that tells me just about everything I need to know, and there's right. poker, you know? Yep. So it's it's that kind of stuff. It's the stories. And when you are exposed to that and it gives you that emotion that you're lacking as you're locked in, oh, my God, you know, it's it's that's powerful message. You just keep doing it. I've been doing this stuff 30 years, and I'm telling you, man, it is the inspiration that does everything. It's the motivation mm-hmm. for people to actually do stuff. And you come up here, and that's why we started up here. We allow friends that have technical abilities and help us, you know, the bus and so on. But I knew that this, you know, uh, location in New Hampshire, they're not going to starve. You know, when everybody's whining and bellyaching about whatever back in February, they're buying hundreds of hogs. 
They're getting mm-hmm. cows. They're starting. We, we can't get slaughter dates. Fine, we'll build our own uh, slaughterhouse. And that's I what mean, they're refrigeration? doing. Refrigeration. We get a forty-foot yeah. refrigerator trailer, bought and done. We were, we're not going to starve. We're going to eat good. So that's I'm hearing a strong yes on continuing Fork Fest and having it after oh, the Porcupine Freedom yeah. well, Festival. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. It, it works better after because you can, for, to whatever extent you do promote during the Porcupine Freedom. If you can't get after, Freedom. then do before. I'm just saying that you know it's worth. Well, we doing can do whatever we want to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, oh, I'm sorry that date's not done. I guess we're you know. I guess we don't do it. No, you do it whenever. But you it's can important do it. to talk to people and see what they think about their After's experience. After's probably better uh, because afterwards you can you can market to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and so you know that could be done better. It just wasn't done that great uh, this year. Again, it's it's all decentralized. It's just whatever people decide they uh, they want to do to help promote things. So whether it's you talking about this event on your radio show, Ernie, at Declare Your Independence, which happens every day uh, during the week, Monday through Friday, mostly most of the time it's live. Uh, on those days, and you've been broadcasting the entire time over the last two weeks. Lots we, of course, of were promoting interviews. it. Yep, uh, we, of course, were promoting it for the entire year, basically, on Free Talk Live. Chris Wade, uh, he was promoting it at like Linux conferences. So everybody has their own little areas that they can uh, that they can do this. And I think it was uh, a pretty big success. And so far, there hasn't been a single person who said, "You know, we need to start doing this before the Porcupine Freedom Festival." I have not had anyone respond. Uh, I don't think I should. I mean, I I think you should attempt to be the week after, but it just it was such a success. I thought in the previous years that I'm going, I I you know I enjoyed it then too. It was fine every year. You know, I agree with you. In fact, last year, arguably, at least at this point in the week, it was bigger. I think. I think last year there were more people in the lead up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival that were at Fork Fest than are at Fork Fest for just the Fork because everybody wants to get two weekends. Well, I don't know if everybody does. but Well, I mean, you know, it's a preference. Well, I mean, yeah. If you're going to be there a week, you might as well add a few more days and you get the weekend. Well, right. You and know? so the, it's, it would seem to me that the most optimum uh, for those that really want to attend all of ForkFest, like the pure ForkFest week, would be to attend the last few days of the Porcupine Freedom Festival and then stay on for the next yeah, week. Yeah, you so come you Thursday day. and stay through the weekend, right. 4th of July. Boom. Yeah, that's I think, would be <laughs> the optimal. So uh, thanks for uh, the input on that, Ernie. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, I you know this, I'm supportive of that. You know how rare this is. Yeah, it's the real country, rare now. But there's more, and oftentimes, like Jackalope was inspired by this. Was the it only, okay. the only reason we did Jackalope? We started. They just called it Pork Pork West. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, then and, didn't Curtis get mad about that? Yeah, somebody freaked out. I'm going <laughs> really. I go. I thought that. All right, never They're mind. Intellectual you know? property, though, Ernie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we didn't care. They call it the Scorpion Freedom Fest because the logo was a porcupine with a scorpion tail. Mm-hmm. You know, Scorpi- they call it Scorpion Freedom Scorpi- Festival. Was, I like that. Yeah, no, that, that some people call it. We call it whatever the hell we want. Jesus, you know, we got logos close. and stuff. So man, that guy's. Well, tight. we almost got clipped by this you know, uh, RV coming through here. Big ass one too. Too but much the, vehicle for some people. And some of these are pimp. They got like rear porches and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'm there's like, a bunch damn. of people rolling in here. It's going to be interesting to uh, to do an actual final wrap up on this when we're done here, right? So when when we can talk about what happened on Saturday, because Saturday is going to be the big day, uh, where you're going to be performing Aria with Captain Kickass and Michael and your brand new band FUD, which is the first live musical performance that's ever happened at a Fork Fest, which is very very cool. So that's happening tomorrow for the first time. Uh, we're still expecting more people to show up here today and tomorrow to enjoy the final 24 hours. Guys, here. it's been rush hour. 
the whole time we've been talking, what are you talking yeah, about? It's been great. More people are coming in, and uh, it's going to continue throughout this uh, this next 24 hours. So uh, so anyway, thanks for listening to this, I think it was 12 full Free Talk Live episodes over the last two weeks. It's been great uh, being here. And again, live shows continue tomorrow starting at 7 p.m. Eastern and the usual. Did you know you can support freedom of speech just by visiting shop.freetalklive.com? You'll see links to Walmart, Love Java, Newegg, and more. Every day, Free Talk Live is at the forefront of the liberty movement as the biggest liberty-oriented talk show in the world, giving you a platform to be heard on any topic. Get listener-only specials without doing anything other than an extra click. Visit shop.freetalklive.com. Use the links and buy what you'd be buying anyway. Take action now. Save and support freedom. Visit shop.freetalklive.com. It's shop.freetalklive.com. Attention gardeners, if you need to grow nutritionally dense vegetables or medicinal herbs this year, listen, because a bioactive superfood for plants is now available. This all-natural superfood for plants is so effective at producing maximum plant growth in minimum time that it almost forces plants to grow, even under the worst light and soil conditions. It's called Proto-Grow, and it's truly remarkable. Vegetables grow faster and contain more bioavailable vitamins and trace minerals. Plants that rarely bloom will flower constantly. Sickly plants become vibrantly alive. Medicinal herbs become super potent. Flowers become more vivid right before your very eyes. Proto-Grow also improves the taste quality of all your garden vegetables. That's because it's more than just an all-natural superfood for plants. It's a proprietary blend of bioactive sea nutrients that contain the basic building blocks of life itself, which is why Proto-Grow even renews your garden by increasing the microorganisms in the soil. Learn more at growlikecrazy.com. That's growlikecrazy.com. Get special pricing for network listeners right now at growlikecrazy.com.